What's up, y'all? This is your host, B. You are now tuned in to Bontroversial. Yo, 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 welcome back, guys. We got another episode for all you guys tuning back in. Appreciate you guys joining me with a new guest, special guest, man. Matthew Azarike, a.k.a. Easy, man. Easy Corner Interviews, man. You know, if you ain't seen them, you know, I definitely want y'all to check it out. I appreciate having you today, bro. Man, I appreciate it, man. It's an honor, man. Um, I see what you guys are doing, especially, you know, what, what, what you guys do for this city, you know, represent and the, the way that you guys are breaking down sports, bro. Very, very impressive. There's not a lot of guys that I can say that I listen to in this city, but you guys are a big fan. You guys just keep it up, man. Um, I, I just um, I just feel like everybody in this community needs to help each other out in some type of media form or fashion. So any way that I can help you guys out or any way that you guys can help me out, you know, I'll be definitely reaching out. So, you know, it, it, it's just a start of some of some big. So, you know, you know, just other media guys that have the same passion and drive for sports that I do, you know, I'm always, I'm always happy to talk sports. hundred percent, bro. You know, we, like you said, bro, we always here to help you in return and you, you guys helping us, bro, you know, building that brotherhood in the, yeah. in the media space. And we appreciate you tapping in, bro, because you know, everybody got a podcast these days, so you can yeah. tap your ears into anything, but you know, exactly. we definitely appreciate that, bro. I'm, I'm watching you. I'm like, you know, you, you the ball is life for the age, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no care, bro. I, I, I fucks with it hard, bro. So I, I appreciate I, it. I think I, the only thing I would say is um, right now to all my fans, I kind of sorry that I'm only doing video because a lot of people re- I'm really known for the, the classic interviews. Everybody knows I'm known for the classic interviews. I saw your Raymond Felton interview too. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, so yeah, so I'm known for I'm known for the classic interviews, but Easy Corner Podcast will be back. It's okay, man. It, it, it's coming. So like it's all good. I I will be back on the mic again. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, bro. We're looking forward to that too, bro. I was loving the interviews you was doing and stuff. And um, you know, I'm sure the people are gonna tap into that. We definitely gonna support that as well. Yes, but um, you know, I want to start it off, bro. Um, let me know the journey of Easy Corner and kind of how you started, and you know, what what gave you the idea in that into to get in that space. So I would say this. Um, I've always wanted to be a sports media guy, sports broadcaster since I was in third grade. Um, I knew I was kind of different when I was literally just memorizing stats. Um, I'm I'm um memorizing stats, also like just naming different type of basketball players. You know the history of the game. So you know, I always wanted to um impact the game impact the sport in some type of way other than playing and probably coaching because I've done all three. I've coached, I've coached girls, I've coached boys and I've, and, and I've played, I've played in high school. So like, but I've always felt like my impact in this game will always be my voice. So looking at guys like Stephen A, looking at guys like Stuart Scott, Stuart Scott, Marv Albert, obviously just retired guys like Craig Sager, rest in peace guys like that has really gave me inspiration to see how they've impacted the game without playing, but how they impact the game with their writing and also their voice. So like, that's how, you know, basketball and also like football is a bigger platform other than just the game itself. It's about really the voice and the expression. So like, um, to me, I've always been a character. Everybody said I've always been a good entertainer, but the thing about one thing I would say is I know I, I have knowledge. So like I eat, sleep and I eat, sleep and breathe sports. So like, 
if I'm not doing anything, I'm watching sports, I'm looking at film. So you know what I'm saying? So I always, you really, really always been this way since I was in like literally third grade collecting, collecting stickers. My, my first NBA finals game I still remember watching was when Kobe and Shaq beat the Nets in, in, in 2002, 4-0 sweep. Like I, I, I vividly remember where I was since then. So I think since then, like basketball has always been a big part of my life. Of course, everybody's dream was to be in the NBA, but my dream was really to be a sports broadcaster and, and you know, just try to be the effects of media because seeing us media guys, the relationship, the found relationship that we can have for, with players and also not even just players, but society itself, yeah. we're, we're, we're doing it for a culture. So, 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 so what became behind Easy Quarter is quite simple. I can't sit here and lie. I also teach. So I have my, my two passions are literally sports broadcasting and kids. Um, so obviously my platform. Huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so my, my platform started with interviewing high school kids. And I, and, I, and, I, and I love it. And everybody said, why high school? Because I love the story and I love the journey of, um, of how they got there instead of, oh, you're there when they already made it. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and and they go through most of the maturation process mm -hmm. before they get to the higher level in you know high school in those four years. And mm -hmm. I think you bring up a great point, bro, of you know finding your your way in space of impacting the sport. You know, even for me myself, a lot of hoopers can attest when you're done with the game, it's kind of like, well, damn, like I'm just hooping at the wreck. Like, how can I really affect the game? How can I be a part of the game? And you know, it, like, um, you know, it comes to a point where you're talking about the game every day. You still watching it. The love is still there. You just not on the floor and uh, you know that's kind of the same reason I put together my podcast man just to you know have that voice and have people hear their playing and like you say Stephen A. Craig Sager you know not only do they put a mark but they leave debates for a lifetime just because of the things they say you know on ESPN and other platforms so you know I think that's a big thing that people can take from the game is like find your way to impact the game you know like you said the league is not for for everybody everybody's not going to be there but you can always have an impact on the game that last forever you got the Phil handies of the world you got trainers and guys like that that you know have been all across the world helping other players and you know have some some of these people that never played basketball have greater names in the sport because of what they've done for other people so exactly. you, know, you just gotta exactly. keep you gotta keep that, that in mind for and, sure bro and that's what i'm trying to leave like um there's a lot of a lot of high school guys that i like as of right now still text you know and it still just amazes me um Beaumont United actually won the state championship this year, led by Mr. Terrence Arsenal. He's one of the best players in this city. If you have ever a chance to check him out, he's one of the best players. And, you know, for him to just, after beating, they beat Peyto in the regional, they beat Peyto in the regional finals. And I've never talked to TA before, but for him to acknowledge, hey man, we've been looking for you. You're 30, we're 31 and 0. We still want to, we, we, we've been looking for your interviews. So, People like that, knowing that like he's guy that probably is a power five guy, and yeah. he and he's just literally acknowledging like we want to talk to you. Yeah. That's what makes it even more special. Like guys like that. Like I walked into the gym the other day at Elbow in the gym. Chris Marshall, he plays for a team called John Lucas the Third, but everybody knows he's a power five wide receiver. USC, Alabama, LSU coming after him. Yeah. I walk in the gym late right after the game. He looks at me. So you really missed my dunk. I said, bro, I just got here. So when I went, I went, I went. So when guys like that who are future, I would say future pros, if knock on wood, nothing doesn't happen to them. Yeah, to course. acknowledge the easy corner, I know I'm doing something right. For sure, bro. And, you know, 
got it from the ground up. You know what I'm saying? And, and you know, when you're putting your head down working, you know, you want those things, but you're not thinking about them. You know, you're just trying to build, and, mm -hmm. you know, and people see the things that you think they'll never see or that one post that you post that you think nobody saw, but you know, it, it catches so many eyes, bro. You know, um, I, your platform caught my eye a long time ago. You know, I've been rocking with you ever since, man. But uh, I wanted to get into, you talking about the high school players. Let's talk about kind of, I guess, on the basketball side, you know, how kind of you feel like the jump shot and, you know, the game, the, the three ball has changed the game more on the high school side. More you know? on the high school side. Um, well, um, honestly, it's very effective. But to me, it's a, it's a um, you can live by it and die by it because I've seen a lot of people miss threes and lose playoff games. You know, this is not the NBA. It's not a seven game series. You, 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 um, have a bad night you're going home so you know like can I say can I attest that over the last couple of years the best teams have won state I can say that but um you know the three ball though has really really impacted it you, you know we, we look at guys like Stephen Clay what they're doing so obviously the emulation and you know the 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 fact that I give them a lot of credit they make players believe that they can do that but people got to realize like they're not stepping clay like I understand like shooting is a form like they that's their they're professionals that's their job doing it at the highest level so like I just feel like it starts in in the practices but honestly to me it really kind of doesn't even start in the practices it starts in the warm-ups you see no dunks you see them let's pull from 30 let's yeah. see what trick shot I can do from 30 and the, and, and the thing about it is is just crazy those are game time shots. Like that Damian Lillard shot over Paul George. Kids are practicing that shot in warm up. <laughs> so like it's just crazy. crazy. You know, like we would get back back when I was playing like ten years ago, and you get grilled for doing something like yeah. that. Or just just going out there, just going out shooting a three before even a layup. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But exactly. you know, I think it's kind of half and half. You know, I think it does a game of detriment, but I also think like players try players try their hardest to become more skilled. To be able to shoot the three ball now, the shot selection and things like that are a different thing. But you know, they try to they try to come in with more skill. They used to be the four and the five work on the post moves, the three down work on guard skills and things like that. You know, so I, I do like it in that regard. But at the same time, like like you said, it's one game and go home. And, and when you're in that kind of situation, you you have to play to your strengths. And the teams that are the best, which have the best coaching and they know themselves and not their identity. But, but but to me, I would say this, my fault for cutting you off. What mm -hmm. I would say, I would say this is kind of not good for Texas because Texas has no shot clock. So that's where it kind of gets tricky. Like, hold on, hold on. Pause real quick. So I don't, I didn't know this and nor do I know yet until you tell me other states have shot clock. I think some other, uh, uh, other states do have shot clock. So I, to I think me, I I, New York before, if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like, I think, the detriment of Texas not having a shot clock that can like cause some teams that's supposed to win like that more talented team. Like if you have a bad shooting night, like you might not get back in the game because teams are stalling. <laughs> like, so you know what I'm saying? Texas is so much little now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like, like the only team that I know that be scoring at a high rate right now. And obviously it was probably still in your time is Yates. Yates is still dropping hundreds again, but that yeah. press is always there. So like, so yeah. like, Yates, but yeah. Yates are, is not shooting the three at a high clip. We know that they're coach wise pressured up layup dunk. Let's get it. Yeah. So Transitions. Like, mm -hmm. A lot of transition. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, it's still remarkable that they still putting up a hundred. Yeah. They've yeah. been doing that for so, yeah. so many years. Exactly. Exactly. But um, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. So kind of, kind of break down, you know, how, 
you know, I guess you could say from the early 2010s to kind of now how Houston basketball has kind of changed. Like, you know, from the top players, from the top teams, you know, you know how the landscape was back in the day where you had the 2012 class. You had L.J. Rose, Sheldon McClellan, um, not Sheldon, excuse me, Rasheed Sullivan, Mm-hmm. And um, a couple other guys, 2013. Yeah, JJ, Mike, um, the twins. Yeah, the, the um, twins. yeah, yeah. So, so no, no. Well, so like, like, so like, I would say like, it, 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 it uh, I would say this. In the beginning of the of, of of the decade, you, I think you saw more of the big guards dominating, as in, like, let's let's take D'Angelo Harrison. Let's take Julian Lewis. Let's take Sheldon McClendon. Let's take the Harrison twins. So like, I, 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 I literally like, so like, I feel like the big guards, if you didn't have a big guard at the time, mm-hmm. um, like you weren't really dominating. So I would say like the era of 2010 to maybe 13, 13 or 14. And then 15, you kind of saw the evolution of the speedy guards and the fast guards. My guy, Tyreek Armstrong, Went to Elkins, was 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 all conference at TSU. You saw the 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 um the De'Aaron Fox, the speedy guard. You can't stay in front of him. And then uh, all JJ. of a sudden, huh? JJ was a pretty speedy. Yeah, exactly. Player. So JJ, you couldn't stay in front of him. So like I think from like 16 all the way to now, because I'm gonna go um De'Aaron Fox, Tyreek, you said JJ, Savir Wheeler, Kendrick Davis, like. Those are small guards. And then LJ Cryer was like probably previously the last one, um, the guy that just won national championship at Baylor, um, LJ Cryer. So like I saw the more small skill guards start to take over. So that's how I look at it from the beginning of the decade to all the way to now, like the size, size different, but like, don't get me wrong. Those those guys in the early decades were dogs. I would say they were more of a dog. They were more, they were more tougher. But I can't sit here and lie because I'm class of 2011. But I feel like I have the right to speak on it because I've literally been seeing it for the last 10 years. Like I have a relationship with these guys. Like, in front of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just more like I I love D'Angelo. I, I've called you, you've seen the list, number one shooting guard I've ever seen. But like guys like Savir Wheeler, Kendrick Davis, seeing them on the nightly basis and what they can do. All I can say is this. And this is what I try to do for really for the easy corner and to be, to be perfectly honest, I'm just trying to bridge the gap. I've always, I've always told those younger guys about the, 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 the Harrisons, the, 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 the Julian loses his Sheldon McClain, but some of these old cats, you got to give it to these guys. Sabir Willer is a five, nine dog right now. He's about to be the starting point guard at university of Kentucky. Most guys can't say that. He's a, he transferred from Georgia, played with the number one pick, Anthony Edwards. Now he's about to be the, the starting point guard at the University of Kentucky. Like, knock it. You can't knock it. And I said, like, he's 5'9", but, like, everybody questioned him. But every time there was a challenge in front of him, he always accepted it. Like, even Dallas – I was at the Dallas and Houston game when R.J. Hampton, Cade Cunningham, and everybody came down here. And Savir was giving these guys the business. And these were lottery picks. Like RJ Hampton was down here. Kay Cunningham was down here. Drew Timmy was down here. Jamias Ramsey was down here. I sat there and watched Savir work. So like, I just say like, 
All I just want to tell the old cats is these young guys can compete. I'm not like Kendrick Davis was almost like 105 and probably 12 in his high school career in 6A. He could compete. Ooh. So like, so, so like when that's the only problem that I have that, oh, it's not the same. Yeah, in, in bar none, they're not the same, but these guys are not backing down. These guys are not bad. And that's the only thing I just kind of want the older guys to know. Like I respect them. I grew up with these guys. Trust me, I'm always going to give them their respect. But the only thing I just say is this, give these young guys their respect too. For sure. Yeah. They, they just, they just, it's evolutionizing, bro. Yeah. It's, a, it's just a different, different strokes for different folks, you yeah, know, exactly. different so, like, 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 don't get me wrong. If it was a seven game series, I'm taking the back hat. I'm, I'm taking the beginning of the decade. I, 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 because yeah, I know those guys are going to come to play, but I would say this. I think they would win because they're alphas. I really believe that the, 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 the back end of that, I think they will they would play better team ball. Mm-hmm. But I just think too much alphas and too much dogs and too much size is gonna be overtake that team ball. Especially especially if you throw in guys like um, you know, Winslow was part of that kind yeah. of early decade in 14. Yeah, you had yeah. Justin. Yeah, Curran, Curran, shout out to Curran Roach too. Curran Roach, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. So yeah, I mean, I agree with you, bro. That, I mean, that's a great breakdown of, of you know. Yeah. The basically that this decade because you know Houston, I mean Texas has been you know big. Texas is really big on the guards. I mean I I, st- I I was asking one of my homies a couple of weeks ago like, is Texas like you know might be home of the big guard? You know no no no, no, no. like like let's let let's just say listen like I'm trying to tell you, John Calipari has got Andrew Harrison from here, De'Aaron mm-hmm. Fox, Tyrese Maxey, Savir, and that's just who he got, not who he recruited. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so, so he got all four of them guys to come down to Kentucky from Texas. Mm-hmm. I, I got, I got a question for you. Um, I don't know how controversial this is, but no, go ahead, go ahead, go do ahead. Do you man. think? Do you think? I was talking to somebody else early. Do you think that Rasheed was a bad fit at Duke because he was a great? Because he was a. I, I in so, my opinion, so. I'm trying to think, give me the class that came after him because he was shining his freshman year. But I who was 13? That was Jabari Her, Parker. Jabari the, Parker and him. Jabari Parker. Okay, but I think it might have been the class after that because did he play with Winslow one year? I don't believe he was in 2012 class. No, 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 no. But I think like he was at Duke again. Like I think that Winslow and Tyus Jones class, I, I think that kind of messed up Rashid's. Like like that momentum because like his freshman year he was killing his sophomore year, yeah like like he he did his thing. But when I but when you look at that fresh like the Tyus Jones year, yeah like, when they made like, that championship run, yeah, they, yeah so, they so, so you look at Tyus Jones, Quinn Cook, all those people who were Justice Winslow, like Jaleel Okafor, obviously. So like I feel like he got phased a little phased out after that. Like I think his well I would say this, and I don't know for a fact. But I, I honestly got to interview him one day because I already told him he he, he asked me about the list too. I just think his role started diminishing. I that's, really think that's exactly. what happened. 
and that and, and like um you know i was gonna bring that up you know a lot of people like oh he fell off and things like that i'm like it's a difference between falling off and not playing in your role being changed yeah. that's that's something you have no control over i mean obviously off the floor you may have some control over it, but when it come game time you can't say that somebody's fell off when they haven't played especially like you said his first two seasons he was playing well and then you know they just they just phased them out the lineup um mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy in college, though, because, like, you got to strike iron. Like, I thought the first year when Dotson went off at Oregon, I thought he should have left. And then all that stuff came behind him and all those, you know, false allegations in Oregon, which, though, that came to light. But, you know, I feel like when you have a good first year, bro, in college, you got to strike iron, especially if you're at a power five school, because a lot of guards are coming in. They're coming in. It's funny that you say that because everybody knows Harrison is my guy. Mr. Harrison, Andrew, and Aaron, dad. That's my guy. Like, I'm traveling with them to, to Dallas on Thursday. And, you know, he actually, when he saw that list, he was pissed off at me for a month. He had talked to me for, like, almost a month or two. Mm. I can't sit here and lie. I have told him repeatedly, and I have so much respect for Aaron and Andrew, and I don't want to sound like a hater, but I felt like when Aaron started hitting all them game winners in the NCAA tournament his freshman year, he should have left. Because just people hear me out. I can't sit here and lie. They they earned the right to start that next year. But I really think a part of me really believed that Devin Booker and Tyler Ewell should have got the starting job. <laughs> Even though they were 35 and 0 until they lost to who they lose to? Wisconsin. Even though they lost one game. <laughs> one game. But I watched the all those games, majority, like I was heated. And I'm like, deep book and Eunice is eating. <laughs> deep book and Eunice is eating. But, I, but, but, but like you just said, Aaron was so hot hitting game winner after game winner and made it to the NCAA championship. I feel at that point, them boys didn't have nothing to prove. But like, I, but, but, but like they said, they came back to win a national championship. I said, at the end of the day, no. Like, you do that? Yeah. Like, three, like, was it four straight games? Game winner. Game yeah. winner. Game winner, or you know, go ahead, book is down the yeah. street. You know? mm-hmm. And it's just like it's like you said, it's like I don't know. I'm just I'm a believer in striking iron. We we can say that you know we uh, would have left, but you know, they felt like they had something to prove, and especially when you go 35 and one, um, yeah. you definitely you, you they were right there, and you yeah. know, Wisconsin was just they just had so much movement off the ball, they were doing a lot of things, and um, they had a I'm not, I'm not gonna say now pro style offense because now pro high pick and roll really, but um, they they ran a lot of sets. I'll say that they ran a lot. Well, of they sets. did, but like, but and then I also tell everybody they had a year to think about what happened in the final four a year ago, like mm-hmm. when Aaron hit the game winner and, and, and won. So they had a year to think about that. Like Kaminsky and Sam Decker and those boys had a year to think about what happened a, a, a year ago because that game that I compare it to is a high school game that just happened this year. Bryce Griggs at High Tower. He played PJ Haggerty. When I tell you Bryce Griggs dominated P.J. Haggerty a year ago, like 25 points in the first quarter and a, sl- and a dunk in the fourth quarter saying, and then he's just looking at the crowd, this is my city. P.J. Haggerty this year was on some different, like he, I think that was his state championship. He finished with 31 and 12, and everybody thought that high time was going back to state, but he, he, he waved him on. Huh? Where school is P.J. from? P.J. Haggerty goes to Crosby. He, he just Crosby. recently committed to TCU. He decommitted or committed? Real recently committed to TCU. Oh, gotcha. Committed. And he plays for his AAU team as um Houston Superstars. The superstars? Oh, superstars? Nice, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man. Um 
Ooh. Yeah, man, it's so much. It's so much history in the H when you look back at like all the teams and stuff like that. The the next thing I want to get into with um, you know, how do you feel the teams match up from early in the decade? Like you got that 2011 Bel Air team, or you got um Toby, you got Sheldon, you got Jonathan Evans, um, you got a lot of guys on. Let's see how they match up because, like, so you talk about about the back against the back half. Okay, let me let, let me see because I think I I tried to do this before because okay, I'm uh you said the 2011 Elkins team. I mean, I mean 20, 2011 Bel Air team, but Bel Air. 2011 Bel Air. You got you got Yates 2010. I mean, Yates is going outright, so we don't got to necessarily. Yeah, and then like I said, like I'll look at um. You got four like, Bush with yeah, Kelly. 2010, yeah, yeah 2010 Bush. And then I look at like 2017. People don't realize 2017 side falls. They won state. 2017 side falls won state. One and one of the unsung heroes. You know, was that uh, the after Fox? After Fox, 2017. Yeah, they yeah 2017. Um, they won state. Had actually a good run. Um, when I look at it, see that Bel Air team still disappoints me to this day. Like I. Like I said, that that's the team. That's so much. I mean, they starting five was literally, I mean, they had a front line, damn near NBA front line. I mean, you got six eleven Toby, Kenny at six 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 seven, uh, Sheldon so, six 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 seven. So what I think about that all the time, I um, I just think coaching, like Glover versus Coach Courtney, and I think Coach, I think when it when games like that, Coach Courtney, Coach Courtney's been there. So that's what I always think about, like Coach. Like, Belair had the better players, but that just came down. And we all know that it came down to, like, a, a possession. So, yeah. you know, possessing the playoffs like that, is there any better coach that you want on your sideline than Coach Courtney? <laughs> like, like, is there any coach, the better coach? So, like, like, so my whole thing is I think the, the, the message that I would deliver about that is just more like, Belair, you probably have to be beat somebody by 15 because if it's a close game like that, with Coach Courtney as your coach, I know anything can happen. So, so that's it. But like the Yates of 2010 teams, man, like those teams was crazy. I, I like though Joe Young is is one of the Joe man. Like yeah, that's that's why I had to do that pick them today with him. No, but, but, but it's funny though. I'm choosing D'Angelo though. I'm choosing D'Angelo. Like, 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 like I'm choosing D'Angelo because I saw what the man went through. I saw him. I saw Kipner on Friday night say, we're going to leave that person open. We're just going to put two on him, starting like two of them. The only school in the district that didn't do it was Elkins, and it, and it bit them every time. I tell D'Angelo all the time, the last four times you faced Elkins, 4-0, and you averaged 35 a game against Elkins because they didn't want to double you. Like, like, so, like, I, I, like so, but, like, I saw what he did. Like, he – his senior year was one of the the most individual performances. Like I'm, I'm still a firm believer he should have won district MVP because he didn't make the playoffs. But Dulles won 20 games. Who won it, who won it in 11? Cam Ridley. Cam Ridley. Really uh, won it in 11? Yes, Cam Ridley. Junior year? No. Yes. Yeah, 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 yes, 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 yes. Cam, Cam Ridley won it. I still remember that. I still, I am a firm believer that D'Angelo should have won because there is not a there's not a lot of players that I say that strike fear, but that man struck fear in the opposing players and coaches on the floor. I, I see like I was at the game 
against Elkins when he literally told these guys, if you guys, you know how you warm up and sometimes you do that jog back up and down? Yeah. He said, if anybody steps across half court, I'm giving them 40. You know what those Elkins players did? They stopped at half court and turned around. I said, bro, <laughs> I said, hey, hey, like, 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 hey, listen. That's some black cat shit. <laughs> hey, listen, hey, listen. And the thing about it is you knew the ball was going in his hands. And the one thing I said I respect about D'Angelo so much, and this is kind of why I kind of, the reason why I give the edge to this era. So many people in this era now is just transferring high schools like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Angelo probably could have said, I'm not coming back to Dulles. Like, you know, no disrespect to those Dulles guys because those are my guys, like 2011. But this man night in and night out, and he loves Coach Carabao. Like, you can't blame like Daniel's like put that on me. Like till this day, he like put that on me. Like, Co- Co- Coach Carabon did everything he could, put it on me. But to see the the beatings he used to go through and the double teamings and the hand checkings that he used to go to and still able to get 31 and 12. Till this day, I said he should have been a McDonald's All-American and he should have been all district. Like I like I love Julian Lewis. I love Sheldon, but I'm choosing D'Angelo in this era. I like even though I saw Sheldon. Even though I saw Julian give Elkins 50. I was at that game when he gave Elkins 50. Like, nobody couldn't stop him. But D'Angelo is the best I've seen, the best two guard in this decade. Shout out to Rasheed and Aaron Harrison, too. I didn't forget about y'all either. But, like, he is the best two guard I've seen in this decade. Yeah, I mean, when I I look at him, um, I think – Oh, my fault to cut you off. And he did – I always believe he did it in the toughest district. Yeah, I believe that district, that four being district is the toughest. It's the deepest. Um, you know, you really only got two teams in there that's kind of not fighting for a playoff spot every year. So you know, but no, but like I told everybody, 2011 is a year that I feel like every team in the district had a division one player. Like when you look at when you look at um Hightower John Jordan, look at Clements, Vic Mabachu, Travis still had Anthony Dunsey pop. Austin had Ryan Manuel, like, bro, like, um, Willow Ridge had Joaquin, like, it's just like, bro, like, everybody, like, he what, like, and that, and that, and I'm glad you brought that point up, bro, because that's another thing I give that other, the, the earlier decade, earlier half of the decade, excuse me, is that they were going head up all the time. AAU in the season playoffs, like you were all you were you were sure because you've seen you seen them go head up exactly. and um you've seen it a lot, bro. So I that's what I just liked um you know personally, but I mean is D'Angelo the best to go? I could agree with that. I I but I just look at Joe's career at Yates and everything. So that, so so no no there's no nothing wrong with that. Mm. Only reason why, like I said, John. I know I said the only reason I say Joe, she, and Aaron. Aaron, you played with the number one point guard in the country your whole entire life. You see who, who Joe played with. And then you see Rashid had John. You see what John was. Mm-hmm. So I look at D'Angelo, even though like his freshman year state team, obviously, his sophomore year. It, 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 it was it was a rocky sophomore year. His junior year, I respect BM. I respect I, re, I respect Adrian. But his senior year, 
I'm sorry. Like, I I just look at the supporting cast. That's why he was my number one. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree. Like when you when you match up everybody's supporting cast, yeah. and you know, no disrespect to the guys he played with, but yeah, kind yeah. of lack thereof comparing to what everybody else had, you know. He definitely did his thing. I remember I had a homie. He was finna go play against Dulles and them, and I was like, bro, let me know how that go. He he came back. He, he D'Angelo gave a 40 ball. Like you said, when you when they weren't doubling him, bro, it, it was it was up. And as soon as he passed half court, like you know, he was he was he was dominating, especially to be in a district like that. And you know, but I don't I don't know. Um what's yeah, he yeah, but, but, but speak on Joe though? Speak on Joe. Why sure. Joe? Yeah. So, Joe, bro, I played against Joe personally, but it wasn't just about, you know, Joe being being just a shooter, bro. Joe, he brought the energy to the crowd. Joe also, he did he did more than what, what you see to the naked eye. Um, and I just believe that he, he was a great scorer. And I do believe that D'Angelo played in a great district. But you can argue that Yates played heavy competition this senior year. They went to Hawaii. Yeah. They, um, who did um who did they beat in Hawaii? They beat Montverde and they beat um somebody else in the same weekend. Um top two, top three, top two. I know Finley didn't want to play him, right? Yeah, didn't want to play yeah, him. yeah, they didn't run into Finley in Hawaii, no. So I just believe that um, you know, far as Joe and his career and the way that every year when Yates was he was the leading scorer every year, I believe. Um, and he had a lot of pieces next to them. I mean, he averaged about 25, 25 to 30, I mean, every year. Even so, 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 so I, 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 the only thing I have a question about, since you kind of, even though I watched, but, and, and this is what I would say, can you can you really definitively say that Joe was the best player on those Yates teams? Because I look at a guy like Snap, and, and, I, and, 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 and I, 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 like, like he was a 20, 20 some uh, point score. So, like, like I, I get it, got Joe. I get it. But, like, I look like a lot of it's an argument. It's an argument. It's, it's an argument. And, and I struggle because I believe, I believe all around, to be honest, I don't believe that Snap was the best player. And I'll be honest, I don't believe that Joe was the best player all around. I believe that Elton was the best all around player that they had. Elton yeah, Brooks. I believe Elton was, but the way that team was set up, the way they played, favored more of the way Joe played. But I mean, snap! I hate to do it, bro. I hate to be like this, but he was older, bro. And I'm, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not gonna just give him the nod over, over um, Joe because the way. Okay, I could see if it was more skill, but not saying snap didn't have skill, but he was a more athletic guy. He was a more high fly going to the rim. And, like, he was just – he played an obviously more mature game, which is – I mean, to credit to him, he still went to Western Kentucky and he did his thing. But I just feel like Joe – Joe had the Joe had the makeup, bro. And he and he did his thing at Oregon, too. Um, I believe that, you know, far as skill-wise and what, like you said, the lack thereof that D'Angelo had, you can't sneeze at that because, like, they're in the toughest district. But I believe um, – when they went out there and Yates played those top teams, like the end, I mean, Joe, Joe did his thing, you know, and I believe that he, I mean, it's one and two. I mean, I would favor D'Angelo because I believe that, you know, kind of what you're saying with the point of, you know, he had the supporting cast that he didn't have. I mean, who's to say if you throw D'Angelo on Yates, what, what do they look like, you know? Yeah. But um, what I, what I wanted to ask you is I wanted to get back over to She and the twins. So obviously we both know they went to straight. Um, 
I don't, I'm not gonna ask about why they left and all that. That's that's um that's irrelevant. But how do you feel it would have shaped out if it was them three in the backcourt? Six and, eight uh, champs, five eight champs. Because look, 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 like like late. You think they on the national schedule though? Do you think they become course, on the national of schedule? Of course, of course, of course. Five eight champs, but five eight state champs. And I would have respected more because I respect Strike because they were only one of the only private schools that play public school. Exactly. Right. Oh so, 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 like, is it like no? Oh, there's no like they would have been the best probably school in the state. Like, like they weren't ducking nobody, even though no disrespect to Westbury Christian, I, 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 Tyler Gidry, you're my guy, Anthony Bennett, I, 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 I get it, Delvin, all those guys. Um, you know Vasquez, like no disrespect, but you know you guys are walking around mythical. Talk about some we were the best team in the cities. Come to Yates to see what happened, bro. But that's it. That's all I'm just saying. <laughs> so that's all I say. I respect all those guys. And don't get me wrong. They did their thing in AU. I'm not going to take it away from them. But, like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. Like, like we all know. We, 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 we all know, bro. We all know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, I feel you. I mean, I definitely, I was kind of, you know, puzzled. I wanted to see them all play together. Strake, what was up with Strake and being hell-bent on not letting freshmen be on varsity? Like, what, what was up with that? Is that still a thing to this day? Um... I know Elkins had that for the longest time, like no freshman being on varsity. Uh, Elkins had that for the longest time. I don't know. I don't think, but I don't think that's it no more because the coach that's now at Strake, he's at Episcopal and he got like three freshmen on varsity. So like, I think he's learned. I think coach Wayne Jones, he's learned. He's learned. He's learned. Yeah. Talent is talent, man. Especially, I mean, especially when you're at the high school level, you know, Mm -hmm. for sure. Um, I want to ask you, give me some players, you know, in the city, or you know, maybe some players outside the city, depending on um, if you have any or not. Some I got you. I, I listen. This, hey, this is my thing. I got you. What you what, what you need to know? Like, what, what 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 do I need to say? What I need? What, what, what I, you, I just want to know some players that um, you know, in the Greater Houston area that people need to look out for. And oh, I, I, obviously Bryce Griggs. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I still believe he's the best player in the state. ESPN thinks otherwise, but like skill wise, pound for pound in class of twenty twenty two. I think he's one of he's one of the best players in the state. Loki, I, I take that back. He's one of the best players in the country. He's one of the best players in the country. Um, has he shortened his list? Um, yeah, he got his top seven. It's on Instagram, but I know one of his. I want to say is is it Baylor? I Man, I can't get it on top of my head. On um, I know he has the overtime league in there though. Overtime league is it, it is in his top seven. So like. People trying to get paid now, man. You know, people trying to get paid. So, like, it, it, it is in his top um, top, top set. But I know Baylor's in there, too, and I want to say Kansas. But, I, um, yeah, I can't get it from the top of my head right now. But um, when I get there, I'll let you know, though. Have you got a chance to see Keontae play? Yes, I saw him play against the Houston Defenders. Very, very athletic, very great guard. Um, he's a top five guard. He, he's the top five guard in the country um, on the Adidas circuit, Southern Assault. He's, he's, he's been very, very, very good for a very, very long time. Um, he's been good since, like, middle school days. He's him and Bryce, Bryce Griggs used to play on pro skills together. So, like, but Keontae is um, one of the best guards out, best guards in the country, not just the state. He's right now currently ranked number one in the in, in the state, and I think he's number five in the country, according yeah. to ESPN. So, like, he he's doing his thing, and his and his high school team is going to be a movie because he got his uh, he got his, his running back for a mate, Arterio Morris, um, one of the most athletic guards in the country uh, can can do it all. Defends, does it, does it all. So like that, I school in Louisville is going to be on a national schedule with those guys coming. 
nice. That's nice. Yeah, I definitely look forward to seeing and, it. And then, so uh, can I say 21 or 22, right? 22, 22, 22. So, yeah. Both of them, Morris and Keontae? Oh, yeah. I'll try your Morris and, yeah, yeah, and um, Keontae, 22. Um, I posted my boy Chris Johnson. Happy birthday to my boy Chris Johnson, number one shooting guard in the state of Texas in class of 2023. Um, right now, they are, uh, I talked to him. You know, he's, he's down right now at Peach Jam trying to win that EYBL for the Houston Hoops. Um, Who they uh, played so far? Have they played anybody? I, I, don't think, I think it starts – Does it start? It started today. I, I didn't look at the schedule. But I know that you can log in and actually look. It's on Twitch, so you can actually watch the game. So, like, the EYBL yeah, I always yeah, want yeah. to watch that, but now everything, you know, yeah, yeah. again, making everything more accessible for sure. Exactly. So, like, it's all um, – and then all of a sudden, um, JL3 is another team in Houston. That's EYBL. So, that's the team that Bryce Griggs played for. Bryce Griggs, the kid Arsenal I was telling you about, and the kid Chris Marshall, the Power 5 receiver, plays for JL3. So, like, obviously Bryce Griggs – Who team is that? Huh? Whose team is JL3? John Lucas the third. Oh, JL3? Okay. Yeah. Oh, John Lucas the third. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's neat. So they got the so the hoops and JL three or the EYBL team. Oh, the EYBL team is in Houston, and then I think in Texas they gotta be at least. I mean, yeah, you got the Titans. No, Titans are gone. Titans are gone. Their last year was um, Greg Brown, Kate Cunningham, and Mike Miles. That was their last year. But is um, damn, that's some names for you right there. Yeah, exactly. So like, exactly, and they lost, but they lost to. I think they lost to Jalen Green. Exactly, bro. That's the thing at AAU. Like, when you look at some of these teams, like, you had Xavier Rathen Mays, Andrew Wiggins. You had Michael Porter Jr., Trey Young. Exactly. Never won to beat them. Like, you got to come to play every night. Like, you got to look at the Houston Hoops team of 2014 with Kelly, Winslow, Winslow, Justin Jackson, Fox, Jared Vanderbilt. And then – I I think they only made the Elite Eight. (laughs) Yeah. And at that time, Justice, Kelly, and Justin. Yeah, they were all two, in like, yeah, like this. One, two, three small forwards. I think yeah. those were the top three small forwards in one team. Yeah, so, yeah, it's something there. It's some money in there. Yeah, um, guys like, yeah, Arsenal, Beaumont United, he's one of the best players. He's class of 2022. He got a running mate named Wesley Yates, who's class of 2023. He's very, 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 very good. He actually got an Olympic invite. Um, Tyler Smith, number nine in the country in 2023, goes to Bush. One of the best players out here. 6'9", lefty, can stroke the ball, can get to the bucket pretty big. Number nine in the country in class of 2023. So, yeah, so both are good players out here. Okay, got you. Uh, one player I want to ask you about in there, I don't think we mentioned him. One. What, what does Chris Livingston fall at in all, in all that? Very good player. Um so he's tw- Chris. Chris Lipson is twenty two. He ain't no Imani Bates. Imani Bates. You ain't no Imani Bates, bro. Like Imani Bates to be, even though Imani Bates is not even number one anymore. It's really Jalen Duran, and it's kind of funny how you said those duos, those yeah. duos with Trey Young and 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 and, and Michael Porter. So Jalen Duran and, and Imani Bates are on the same team in the UIBL. So they should be. I think it's team final. Team, team. I, is it team final? I think it is team final. They should be favored to win the Peace Jam. <laughs> Cause yeah, Durant, yeah, he played, he played strong, he played hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too much of him, but you know, Imani, man, I just think that the way his game is set up, bro. Um, you know, people talk about the frame, but you can talk. I mean, that's to me at this point, man, the way he plays and the way he gets his, the way he gets his offense quickly. Like mm-hmm. he don't waste time with dribbles. If he can 
hit you with a one legger. He gonna hit it if he he. I mean, I like the way he one jab, oh pull up, step back. Like he real quick with his moves. So I, I like that already. You know, a lot of young guys had the ball too much, and it's kind of hard for them to find their spaces on the floor. I feel like Imani has. Um, but yeah. Um, oh man, let's see. So. Let's go on to the NBA side, man. Let's got you, got you, got you. This uh, I kind of been waiting for it because I don't know if you were online that day. I made my oh rank. yeah, because <laughs> I knew this was gonna come up. I knew yeah. this was gonna come up. So like I've been actually waiting for it. So like I told my all my friends, they can't argue. I told them they can't argue with me unless they pay me because they know I'm an entertainer, but they know that I actually know my stuff. So like I said, I'm not arguing with you guys no more unless you yeah. have any money. But you, we good. Like like <laughs> I, I think you're a sensible human being that I ain't gonna I ain't gonna be that way. So like I, I, yeah. I will tell you my reasons in a calm fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I got you, Mom, with that man, that, that was entertaining to say the least, man. Yeah. But um, let's go ahead. So okay, I'll say that one for last. Let's we can talk about the team USA, man. You know they they done dropped two games. Hey, listen, hey, listen. You know I'm Nigerian. So it's just more like it's up. It's up for me, baby. Yeah. It's up for me. So, like, my whole thing is this. If they win, if they beat USA and Giannis wins this championship, Nigeria is up, man. It's up. Giannis not rocking with Nigeria. Hey, listen, he's Nigerian, bro. He's Nigerian. We all know. Everybody in the country knows Giannis is a Nigerian man. And when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, it's all good. But, not nah, to Team USA, I think it comes down to, like, I think what they said this morning, like, you don't have big guys. And nobody wants to play defense. And I think that's the big difference between who constructed the that team. Was it Pop? I hope not. Pop. Because the thing about I'm it is put that on Pop because like no, so so, so 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 I would say this. Like Pop, I think Pop was on that on that team that won won bronze in 04. Because I think Larry Brown, Brown was the coach, but I think Pop was on that staff. So I'm yeah, just like, Pop, bro. Always been an assistant. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying, like, bro, like, you know, you, you, you under this, under this, like, you were literally the guy that was on the staff that won bronze with AI and Duncan and stuff like that. So like Carlos Boozer and shit, and Sean exactly, Perry. Exactly. You were, you were, you were responsible for, for benching Braun and Melo <laughs> for not putting him in the game. Bro, it's so bad. Like, it's like. And then the bad thing is, Bam could have been playing for Nigeria, but that's exactly. that's a whole nother thing. But you exactly. know, it's like that lack of size and playmaking. It's just like you got Draymond Green trying to initiate the offense and set high screens and let let Dame rub off and shoot threes. You don't have no real facilitator. Exactly. You got a lot of scoring guards and scoring wings, but they're not they're not defending. In all these other teams, they have continuity, which. The, I'm not going to say that Team USA can't play with continuity. They just don't know how to play off the ball. So it exactly. lacks – it fucks it, it up the chemistry for them. So, yeah, so, so, so what, one thing I was watching um, a couple of days ago, you know, about, you know, Kobe just buying in. Like, in a way, he told D-Wade, I know you're uncomfortable not starting, but, like, when I make him turn – you're going you gonna to come in the passing lane and do what you do. So I just feel like they need that guy that's going to buy it and say, hey, listen, like people got to realize Michael Jordan wasn't the leading scorer on the Dream Team. It was Charles Barkley. So like, you know what I'm saying? So like D-Wade was yeah. the leading scorer in 08. So it's just like when you guys got, you got to have guys who buy in, like that's what it comes down to is like 
can you buy in? Like you don't like KD, you don't have to average 30 to win in the Olympics. Like, dang, you don't have to do that to win in the Olympics. But I just feel like they can get it together because they have the right coach. Pop is going to fix it. And I really believe that they're still going to win the gold. But this shows a lot of your character because some of these guys right now, you're looking at it right now. And this is what I said. This is why you guys lost in the playoffs because of the, because the way you guys are playing like this, even though like, you know, like if you can't play other, like it, it, it leads equates to the playoffs, like Dane, Katie, all those guys, you guys try to score, score, score. And look what happens. You're not playing in June. You're playing and it's resulting on the court. Yeah. I mean, you know, I feel like KD kind of got into the do or die situation with not being able to have a healthy Harden. Yeah. Um, you know, I feel like KD will be a little more willing passer, but in in and overall, I do get your point, and I, and I see what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Like these guys are so one on so one on one driven, and you know, even Bill, you know, Bill's lead, led the league in scoring the past couple years, um, and. Even when you, even when the finals are over, if you bring Devin Booker back, Devin Booker's not in, um, he's not a creator, he's not a playmaker. So you're going to have another guy you're going to have to integrate in there that's kind of going to be, you know, a score. Um, people say he should start. I don't believe he should be starting just because one, he'll be coming off the um, the finals. You want to let him get in, ease himself in. And two, I, I think Bill's good at that two spot. I think no, 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 no. I, I agree with you because like, like, like you gotta realize D Wade did not start even though it was Kobe, but like in the Olympics, it's about to me like we know we're in a country that is all about sacrifice. Like this is not the all-star game. This is not like this is literally like to me right now, they're playing for the name on the back of their jersey, not the name on the front. I mean, that's how it looks like, really. When it comes down to it, that's what it looks like. They're not playing for the name on the front, they're playing for their brand on the back, and that's what it looks like. Yeah, I agree, bro. And um, you know, to to say something on top of that, I feel like you know they could have brought in a younger big man and kind of let that big man grow. Like Wiseman would have been perfect in this spot, you know, if he if he's healthy enough. I feel like he could have been growing, playing minutes and things like that. It's not um, I don't I'm not necessarily off the top of my head. I don't know who I would say oh put him in over him, but I think that every team that they had that went deep benefited from having like. A more of a glue guy like in, in their prime I mean Draymond is a glue guy but he's kind of out of his prime but um you know I just feel like they could benefit from somebody a two-way player that's gonna put his nose in the ground and you know be more of what you said that that glue guy bringing the team together um when I look at them right now yeah they can win the gold but at the same time like are they gonna be fighting their own demons the whole time you know what I'm saying are they gonna just be playing their style of basketball um did they did they have a training camp this year really or did they just really go into exhibition i damn near i think they had a training camp for a couple of days a couple I think of they did have one like honestly low-key the dude that probably could have helped him out and should have probably played on this team is jimmy butler like that's a guy like you probably need to, to, to for the olympic like he's yeah. a guy that just doesn't care but jimmy yeah he's a guy that'll sober you up quick yeah. if you were on that bullshit so exactly uh, exactly it's like Mm-hmm. And did they not want to bring him in to rub people the wrong way? Or did I mean did they not feel he was a good fit? I, I feel like he would be a good fit. Yeah. But, um yeah, the, the big situation, you know, they're putting a lot on Bam right now. And KD's kind of going back to the same situation. It's like a Bam getting foul trouble. Okay, you gotta be the rim protector. And then, yeah. you know, they, they have to they have to go with it from there. So and the fact you lost to Australia without Ben Simmons, bro. I said, bro, you tripping. Ben Simmons, <laughs> ben Simmons something else, man. Yeah. <laughs> Ben Simmons, dog. 
Ooh, man, I, I don't know, man. I'm I'm gonna change the topic because yeah, every time I get on Ben Simmons, it, it it becomes a very interesting topic. But what I want to get over to is this, man. Well, do you you um? It's been reports lately the Rockets are trying to make a move for the number one pick. Do you think they'll make the move, and do you think they have the pieces to even get the number one pick? To me, at this point right now, you're in a good position. Like, I I, I know. Ke- I've seen Kate play a lot, and he don't don't get me wrong, great player. I just don't think he's franchise changing. I think he's a piece, but I don't think he's a franchise changing guy. Like honestly, low key, I wouldn't be surprised if Jalen Green is better than Kate Cunningham. Kate's probably gonna be the number one pick, but, um, I think, but I think down the line, like when you look back on it, huh? I think Jalen Green is the guy. So yeah, you know, so, so, so like I don't think it's like. You're in a good spot, like oh Evan Mobley or 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 um or Jalen Green, like okay Detroit go take K. You don't you don't need to like to get the, the the number one pick. You really don't need it. But I think you're in a win. I think you're gonna get the better player. I think Jalen Green is legitimately the better player. Yeah, I I'm gonna disagree on that one. I like K. I believe that K can. I believe that K can play multiple positions, and I believe that Jalen Green can too. But I believe that. K can do it more effectively. He can play really the one through the three. And, um, you know, once they get to the league. And also, I think K has shown that he can get to his shot and get to the ball more. He has his own pace. And that's important when you get to the league. I feel like, you know, although Jalen Green has played in the um, G League, um, he's he's still developing that. Although I can say K is too. But I just think that K is a little more NBA ready as far as his pace, being a big guard. And, um, you know, I just – I like Jalen Green, but I don't think his jump shot is just there yet. But I will say this to what you said. They are in a good spot at the number two spot. There's no reason for them to need to move because that doesn't mean that Jalen Green is going to be too far behind Kate if he's not better or if he is, then, hey, you struck iron. But, you know, you don't want to give up too much and then, you know, it's not franchise changing because one thing is if you get Kate, where are you going to go with John Wall? Like you, you have John Wall sitting there on a big salary, and it's like people are saying John Wall is going to be the veteran guy, and he's not there in his career yet. Like he's not what he used to be, but he's not the wrap my arm around you and you know coach you while I'm on the bench. Yeah, yeah, mold, mold you. Yeah, mold you know what yeah. I'm saying. And 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 with the Mobley thing, I'm just I don't like a Christian Wood Evan Mobley front court. I think that gets you eight up against any team with a big man, remote big man. I mean, you got. No, 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 I never thought of it like that. Low key, I can, I, I can, I can, I can attest it, and I can agree with that. Because yeah, because yeah, you know, um, no offense to Christian Wood, his guard skills are getting better, but mm-hmm. I mean, they need somebody that can bang down there. They have no real big down there. You know, last year they kind of had Jay Sean Tate kind of trying to check big yeah. like that. So, you know, they got to kind of think about it as well in that in that regard. But, you know, I don't think that you move – you don't get Cade unless John Wall is gone. And I don't yeah. think you give up John Wall to Detroit. I mean, and I don't think he want to go to Detroit. Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Like, Cade don't really want to go to Detroit if we're doing no. I know he was praying for Houston. Literally. I know that boy K was praying for Houston for real. You see Kevin Porter looking comfortable. I mean, not Kevin Porter. Um, Jalen Green looking comfortable on IG. He ready to come to the agent. 
pick, you know, that second pick on the horizon, man. But um, let me know one of your favorite players or a couple of your favorite players in the league to watch right now. It ain't got right now, I can't lie, man. I'm a big, big Russell Westbrook guy. I love him. I know that, you know, he's a, he's, he's a so-so decision maker, but I said I'll never, never criticize a guy that doesn't cheat the game. Like, like from, 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 a, from a standpoint, like everybody said, I don't understand when people say pad stats with Russell Westbrook because it looks like he goes hard for every rebound. It looks like he's – like, I don't think he realizes he really has triple doubles because he's playing so hard. So I'm a Russell Westbrook guy. I feel in the right situation he can win a championship, but, like, he has to be in the right situation. Like, he has to play with a guy like LeBron to win a championship. Like, like that's the only way. Like, like to me, you can't play James Harden, you can't play with KD, you have to play with LeBron. Like, that's the only guy left to me that he, he can play with to win a championship. Yeah, and he would have to still even change his game. I love Russ. I was an OKC fan. I'm still yeah. struggling with being an OKC friend all the way since 2000, about 2010. Yeah, yeah, so. But, you know, I just feel like with Russell, he can't be the primary bar handler. Yeah, yeah. Situation. And, you know, that's well, – well, he comes to terms with that. You know what I'm saying? That, um, and, and I love I, Russ. Yeah, so, like, I love Russ. Um, Steph, he's my guy. I, I, I like Steph. A lot of people criticize him, but I've always said he's the second greatest point guard of all time. And I and I and I and I and I and, I, and I'm gonna keep I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep rolling. Um, Kawhi is a very 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 good player. Um, I enjoy watching him. I enjoy watching KD. I'm not a big LeBron guy, but I always said that it, it, it's still his league. It's still his league. You know, what he does, I respect. I've learned to respect him more and more over the years. But like. No, but but he 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 ain't my boy. He ain't Mike, and he ain't Kobe. So I had to say, Tom. So so so. But I but I always admit that is this league. Um, yeah, and I I, I would say those guys who who I watch and I and I feel like when he gets it going, he's the best. He's one of the best, but he's just too inconsistent. I've always been a Paul George guy. But, like, it's just more like when you look bad, this is what happens. But, like, when he looks really good, he was, like, one of one, one the top. He great players. playoff this year. He yeah. had a great playoff this year. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I like yeah. those names that you yeah. said. Yeah, yeah, so some guys like that. But, like, if you tell it all time, it's two guys for me. It's Kobe and it's Allen Iverson. Like, I think, like, like, like my generation, it was Kobe, Allen Iverson, and, and, and it probably KG. Those three. Those three is, like, who I want to be like. <laughs> so I'll go my current and then I'll go my all time. Um, so my current right now, I'm gonna go with um, I'm gonna go with them St. Louis boys, man. I'm gonna go with Tatum and Bill. Um, okay, I like, I like the way they play, man. They, okay. they they hungry, they underrated. You know, Bill was underrated for a long time. He got snubbed a lot. Um, yeah. I feel like Tatum doesn't get enough credit sometimes. I feel like he his game has evolved. Um, they've. They have had a lot of – they had a different situation in Boston so much since he's been there. And Danny Ainge has been the one trying to fill the pieces. So, so with Jason Tatum, I just think for him the next step is his defensive ability, and that's when he starts getting the credit. Because I think, like, you look at guys like at his position, guys like Kawhi, who's a two-way player, guys like KD, he was still kind of a two-way player, LeBron, Giannis, Paul George, like – he has to be able to play defense because honestly, like low key, 
I like Jason Tatum, but I've always said Jalen Brown is the best player on Celtics because he plays big. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> so, no. So, so I've always said, like, Brown, like, like you taking Brown over Tatum? I, I, I actually am. I, I, and people get me crazy, but like, I think Jason Tatum, his offensive package is crazy. But like, JB could give me the same amount of points, but plays defense. You want to talk crazy? I'm going to talk crazy with you. I'm taking. Not only am I taking Tatum over Brown, I'm taking Tatum right now over Kyrie Irving and moving forward. I mean, when well, that's not a bad thing because Kyrie yeah. Irving really, really, really had a legend nowhere, but I get it though. As a franchise guy, yeah, you, you probably can do that. And and, I, Tatum has the intangibles defensively, you know, he like you, but you have to defend. Defense is a mindset, yeah. you know. You have yeah, so to I'm defend. just saying, so I think that's why he doesn't really get the respect that he deserves because it's just more like the other players at his position is doing it on both sides of the ball. Yeah. So I, I think I think until that happens, mm-hmm. he's still going to be like I, over. I agree. I might take him. I would take him over Paul George. Um, not mm-hmm. by much, but I don't like when people say that. Well, I mean, it's their opinion. This dude's a great player too, but I can't take Booker over Tatum. Oh I, no! I, I, see, 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 I'm, 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 I, a, I'm a Kentucky I'm seeing a lot of it. I'm seeing I'm a lot of it. I'm a Kentucky guy, so like it's just more like I. So my question is to you right now: If Devin Booker wins this championship, he is he the best two guard in the league, or is it still James Harden? I would have to go James, but I hate having James at the two. But I will tell you this: Let's look a little. Let's look deep. It's it's, it's hard to judge, but is is Booker better than Bill? Is Booker better than Donovan Mitchell? I don't know because, <laughs> because Booker threw me off with this this playoffs, bro. Because he's getting a lot of credit, but Booker's Booker's having like one or two games every series, and then he's like floating between that gray area. And I just need to see consistency out of him. Game one, he was solid. Game two, um, game two, he went crazy in the finals. Yeah. But even um, but in game three, obviously we know he had ten points. He was three for fourteen. But even in the last series. Paul George outplayed Devin Booker the whole series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People were trying to act like Paul George wasn't damn near the best player in that series. Now, I give it to CP because CP finished the series, but, I mean, Paul George looked like the best player to me in that series. No, 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 no. no. I, I believe it. 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 So, like, yeah, when I, when I look at Tatum, man, like, all them guys you mentioned, like Kawhi, KD, LeBron, Giannis, you know, them guys – you know, are defending at a higher level, but I, I think he's right there on the cusp, man. I yeah, think yeah. he's right there being the top 10 player. But as far as D-Book being the best two-guard in the league, I can't because, you know, Rick Buecher made a good point. It's like when Devin Booker's not scoring, he's so unengaged. Like, he's not doing yeah. anything. Yeah. Like, he's not doing anything. Yeah, it's like a lie. It's bad. And, and he brought up a good point, like – um. I didn't really see it. Devin Booker's game is mature. His game is mature, but I think he kind of let Milwaukee get to him um, in game three and being, um, you know, he was basically like when, when Drew Holiday blocked him or checked him in the first play, he was like, okay, I'm, I'm going to get my get back. But, you know, like it, it just never works out that way, bro. And it's like a chess match at that point when you're in the finals. Um, and he was missing, a, you know, he had a bad night, but 
I just need him to be more on the creating side. I need him to be a screen setter, just do the do the intangibles, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And Chris is gonna teach him now, you know, he's next to Chris, he's gonna learn that. But mm-hmm. you know, it's like like Rick Buker said, like he's scoring. If he's not scoring, then how else is he gonna be engaged in the game? And um, like somebody said, if if this is gonna be like um Chris Paul and DeAndre Aiden, you know, that's not enough to, to get past Milwaukee. And I believe that. You know, they got Giannis right now averaging 37-12 or something like exactly. that. So, exactly. and, so, and Middleton and them do four games. So, you know, it's only a matter of time. So, 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 so I got a question, another question then. If Giannis wins this championship, where does he rank among the NBA players? I'm not I'm, – I can't go top five, bro. I, I really can't because he he's dominant, but he's not a closer. And – when I look at all those in the top five, I can I can nitpick Harden a little bit because I'm Harden, uh, Harden's in your top five. Yeah, I put okay. Harden's not in my top five, so I just wanted okay. Okay, um, let me see. So we got no order. We got LeBron, KD, um, mm-hmm. Steph. Yeah, Steph Harden, Kawhi, Steph Kawhi. I mean, I mean, yeah, Steph Harden, Kawhi. So I mean, okay, okay, okay. Is it, it's Harden. Oh shit, he might actually be in the top five, bro. Because, 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 yeah, AD, I'm a Kentucky guy, but AD's just not in my top five. Yeah, I just can't, I can't do it. Okay. Yeah, then that's who, was, that's who was lingering in the top five was AD and Harden. Well, no, but honestly, no. Giannis is probably my top five then. Because I'll probably take Giannis over Harden. I'll probably do Harden? Yeah, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take, I'll take. But, but like, I, I, honestly, I was critical of James Harden in Houston for all these years. I, oh, I'm no Houston fan, like Texans, Rockets, Astros. I'm not a Houston fan. Oh, hold on now. I, 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 when they lose, I laugh. Like, I'm one of those. Oh, hold on, hold on. Now, I don't rock with the Texans. I don't rock with the Rockets. But I rock with them Strolls now. Why are you going to them Strolls? Don't talk about cheating. Please don't talk I listen. about cheating. I listen. I listen. Oh, I, I will listen. go in the history. I, I listen. Them. You say you walk with the Strolls, but look what hat you wear, Phil. Man, oh. <laughs> I just said you say you rock with them. But say about to say, you, hey, listen, you, but you, but look what hat you wear. I right, listen. I rock with these guys right here. You already know what's up on football. I rock with oh, twelve. Hell no! You know I rock with the oh, greatest of all time. The greatest of all time. Like you see, I'm, you I'm see the gold, up. and you see the you see the gold, you see the gold in the shirt, and you see the twelve. You know, hey, listen, you know what's time. Hey y'all, hey y'all. That's the other twelve. The real twelve reside in Green Bay. Hey, chill out, chill out. We don't even know if he's gonna play play this year. Like he, oh, we know, we he, know. He's the greatest. Hey, this is the greatest quarterback of all time. The greatest. He could be the greatest. Rogers, the most talented. Hey, listen. I don't, hey, listen. Like I said, see, see, and that's the problem that I have with fans a little bit. It's the problem because, like, you guys overlook talent. But listen, we're in the world of we trying to win. So, like, you can say, "Oh, talent," but you can't tell me one game, one drive to win a game. You ain't taking taking the goal. I don't care how much talent you have. I'm taking him every single time. I don't care what it means. Like, like I don't care. You can you can throw the prettiest spirals. You can you can be mobile. You could do all this. I'm taking him to win me a game. Go 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 ahead and win me the game. That means something. <laughs> Listen, I I can't disagree. Man came back from what 38 to three. Yeah, exactly. 28, 28 to three. Excuse me. 28 to three. He came out of coughing for that, and yeah. you know, I can't take that away from. Him, but. I'm biased. I'm going Rogers. Rogers showed me he can do everything that Brady can do. I listen. I guess, but I guess, but collect some rings. I guess, but collect I some listen. rings. I listen. We're in a winning mindset, man. We, you know, we young brothers in a winning mindset, man. Well, listen. you know, 
when you when you at home playing against that man and your coach go for three instead of trying to go for it on fourth down the NFC Championship, where Aaron Rodgers the MVP, you can't do nothing about hey, that man. Hey, listen, hey, listen, hey, listen, goat man. I hey, listen Ooh. to me. I I call it. I already tell everybody the greatest playoff run I've ever seen. You retire, you retire Breeze, you beat the MVP, and then you beat the so-called best. I, I said, bro, he can retire just off that alone. When I seen when I seen what happened in Green Bay, I instantly, I instantly knew that I was gonna win the championship. I said it's the icing on the cake. They they played every game on the road, and now they're going back home with that defense. And Tom's Tom a winner, you know, period. And losing at home for Tom in that type of situation. He know it. He knows it. It'll never get that good again. Exactly. So I knew he wasn't gonna lose. Um, I, I actually, I was pretty sure that. Um, the are, Bucks, are, are they going back this year? Because mm. I think the NFC is weak. If if, if Rogers is not playing, the NFC is weak. Bro, Rogers is playing, bro. What else is he playing with? Is the damn media? Because he not. Because he want to half ass talk in the media. He's kind of giving like he likes to drop little nuggets here and there. But um, I, I think he'll be back, bro. They don't have the requisite pieces around the league right now to really trade for him. And on the Packers not taking no calls, they they playing hardball. So, you know, I just think that he'll be there. The NFC, I mean, they'll they'll run through the NFC South. Um, San Francisco could possibly come to life. Seattle's always there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. The uh, I don't know, nah. But the Giants said the Giants might sneak in, but they 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 don't got enough to compete. Before before, I just want to get into this Chris Paul situation. I need to get this Chris. So so, what's your thoughts on Mister CP3? So on CP3, bro, I feel like to this point, up to this season, I mean, even still, he's he's been the guy that hasn't made it because injuries, this and this, but at the same time, like I, the injury thing to me, it's like, bro, you've been in so many ideal situations and yes, injuries suck. I get that, but I, I'm not going to give him flack for going through this run with everybody else getting injured because he's been injured, but that is a part of this run. So I don't like, if you're going to criticize Steph for going through um, the Mike Conley, list Grizzlies and things of that nature, then you have to look at Chris Paul and what he's doing right now and say he's doing it, but Jamal Murray wasn't there. Kawhi Leonard wasn't there. AD wasn't there. And yes, he did have, he did have his spots where he was injured and stuff, but I can argue it was some parts of some series. Cameron Payne was playing better than CP was playing, especially when CP came back from the injury. So you know, they, they have a full team. Um, CP definitely deserves to make it. Will he be a top five point guard after this? Um, yeah, it'll pretty much solidify him. Am I a big fan of CP? I'm not going to say I'm a big fan of him because, I, like, he does little – the way – he's a smart player, but he does some bullshit that he don't get caught doing out there. And, I mean, that's part of the game. But is he a great point guard? Is he the last maestro we have in the league? Probably, probably so. But I, I've just never been a big fan of the chirpiness, the underachieving, and things like that. You know, um, and like I said, if you're going to say Chris Paul always had an injury and things of that nature stopped him, then you have to look at the other teams he got through that had injuries as well. But a Chris Paul fan not going to want to look at it that way. <laughs> that's that's yeah, too so, subjective. So, 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 you know, I like the way you put it. But you know me, I I religiously went in on him. 
I've said it already. I, but like I said, I, I've always just said the biggest thing that I've said was I just believe he's the most uncriticized superstar when it comes to playoffs. And I just always said that if this was KD, Braun, Steph, you guys are killing them all year. All, and that's crazy all. you say that, bro, because not at the job, because Devin Booker is becoming the next one. He's right there next to him. Like, no, no, like nobody said I'm not heard no slander about that last game. Like none. And it's and it's crazy. Like he went five for 15, eight for 22, nine for 22, nine for 24. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, but you yeah, like you said, you don't hear nothing, man. Well, let me go get my computer charger real quick. For sure, yeah. I had to go get that before this episode started. <laughs> Sir, but yeah, y'all, y'all definitely go check out Easy Corner at Easy Corner on Instagram. Let me pull that up for y'all real quick. The Easy Corner. Hopefully, y'all can see that. There we go at the Easy Corner. Y'all check that out, man, for sure. Some new interviews up. I'm definitely gonna check them out. So. Y'all need to do the same. Why I had ACL surgery. Figured it was torn. My bad, bro. But I think I guess good, bro. I was on um, what I was doing. I was I was showing them your Instagram and shit, so they can go follow and everything. No, no, no. I ain't gonna sit here and lie. I don't even have my computer charger, so my if my my stuff dies, my bad. <laughs> like I didn't even bring it. I thought I brought it. We're good. We just got we just got a couple more topics, so um, okay. hopefully we can get that in before okay. you know, die, whatever. But um, let me see. Let me see. Oh, so I wanted to ask you. So you got the new Space Jam coming out with LeBron and stuff. Do you yeah. think they're going to make another Space Jam? And if they do, who do you think will star in it and who will be the co-star slash monster? Oh, man, it's funny because this is the problem that I have with it. It's just more like everybody said the next mantle might get passed down to Luke, Luca. So it's just more like, are you going to put another 
a non-American. That's that yeah. was my thing. Yeah, like, I, I, I just don't see it happening. But then again, you might because the NBA is getting more global. So like, don't be surprised if that happens. So like, to me, it's just more like everybody knows the game is more global. Like, let's look at the last three MVPs of this league. They're foreigners. Giannis mm-hmm. twice, Jokic. So like, it's kind of getting it's getting it's getting, it's getting real. <laughs> like, yeah, like, that's what I'm saying. And if you look at the league, you if you look at the league now, it's kind of like those guys, the international guys, are kind of the space down type of guys. You got Giannis, you got Embiid. You got Luca. I mean, you got those guys like that that are extraterrestrial kind of in their own way. So it's like, you know, I think that um, I I would like to see Giannis more as the main star, probably. Although he yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That that was my second choice, but like it's just more like I'm just thinking of the foreign guys, the like foreign guy. Like, yeah, like the only guy that we might can depend on that can market is probably Zion. But we got to see what he does. That's that's what I was gonna say too, and um, I feel like New Orleans they so careful with him they don't want him doing no extra stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I don't even know if he'll ever play Team USA to be honest. Um, you know, I feel like these next few years are gonna be key for him. He got to find his stride with his yeah. with his weight, his conditioning, yeah, yeah. and things like that. Mm-hmm. Because like, you know, if them knees come down on him too early, or you know, he he takes an injury. And he loses, um, you know, his natural ability, which is to finish it, not only finish a boat around, but he's a crafty finisher once he gets up there as well. So, you know, he got a lot of hang time and things like that. But, yeah, like you said, I think um, don't be surprised if they go global. You know, the international game is just so big now. And, you know, Luca's been a star since he was 16 years old. So they definitely can go that route. Um, I wouldn't be surprised about that at all either. Um, before we wrap it up, man, and I give it back to you to kind of let you know the fans know, I got you. What, um, you know what you got going on in the future. Give me the worst take you've ever heard, like the worst. Like you couldn't worst even, like, you couldn't even like really. You heard it and you knew where it was going, and it was just you barely. So could- I will tell you this: I don't think I've heard the worst take more than me. I think I've given the worst takes in, in history. So I'm gonna give you the two that everybody keeps on doing me for, but I stand behind it. I've said Shaq is the most overrated center, and I felt like Mike and I felt like Mike Tyson was overrated. Those are the two that I've, I've said. And I, and I clearly said that I felt like Shaq didn't start winning until all those centers got older and retired because I look at four guys he faced in the finals. I looked at Todd McCullough. I looked at Rick Smicks. I look at Dikembe Mutombo, and I look at Eric Dampier. I said, when Hakeem, when you played Hakeem, you got swept. You averaged 35, even though, like, that's young Shaq. This is my argument to them. He's young Shaq when he plays Hakeem, but in that same in that same playoff run, he beat Michael Jordan. He wasn't young then. So don't t- tell me young Shaq when he plays Hakeem, but not young when he plays Jordan. Yeah. That was my thing. With Mike Tyson, I was just like, when he fought real fighters like Evander Holyfield or Lennox Lewis, you saw the L's. I just felt like he never faced any Hall of Famers in his stretch and run. That, that's what I said. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy you say that um, because, like, you picked out two of the most dominant yeah. people in their profession, arguably, ever. Exactly. So I, I'm, I'm a guy that always just say, I'm big on if you're dominate, who did you dominate? Yeah. So, like, if you're dominating bums, you're going to look dominant. That's why, that's why I'm Errol Spence over Bud Crawford. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, a, you know, that's why I'm Errol Spence over Bud Crawford, man. You know, that. Especially in boxing, that resume is, is serious. You know? I think I can find my charger, but hold on. It's on 1%. I'm going to try to run and go get it. I think I know where it's at. <laughs> right. 
You found it? Yeah, I got it. I got you, bro. I got you. I got you. Bro, I know how how I feel. It was on 1%. I had to run. I said, bro, but I got you. I got you. Yeah, so, but those were my, like I said, those, that was the top takeaways that I did, and people still still cash me on that but like I said I'm a historian like I've always said I've always had things to kind of back up my my statements so a lot of people just look confused like people are just like easy I can't say here a lot I was going to agree with you on that Shaq one because I get it mm-hmm. and then and that's and that's it's like I'm not taking but Shaq will always be a top five center of all time I'm not gonna say it, but I put him at five yeah. I just think that he, he's five yeah, I, personally, I, I think he was the most dominant, but I don't think he was better than Hakeem. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 so that's what I look at. So, like, I look at, I look at the matchup. So, just more like, I think ninety-five through ninety-nine, when he got eliminated, he was swept. Yeah. So that's what I look at. It's just more like, you say you dominant. Rick Smith was old at the time in two thousand. I can't sit here and lie because Rich Smith gave you problems in 95. He took you to seven games in 95 in the Eastern Conference Finals. To, to, yeah, took you to seven games in 95. So he wasn't the same. Oh, one, are you really worried about Matumbo offense? You're not. So, and then all of a sudden, Todd McCullough in 02, who was Todd McCullough? Eric Dampier again in Miami and Sagana Jop in Miami. Yeah. I said, bro, like, that's why I said I have so much respect when people say, well, Kobe couldn't do without Shaq. I'm looking at that. And I'm looking at like Kobe had to guard Reggie. Kobe had to guard AI. Kobe had to guard J Kid. Kobe had to guard Rip Hamilton. Give me a guard that Kobe couldn't have, didn't have to see other, probably except the Orlando series when he won the finals. Yeah. Other than that, Kobe was seeing top guards. And, and see, that's the thing, and that's the thing I, I feel like in the uh, when you look at the all-time debate that the the guards have an edge because every night they have to see each other. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Every I always say in the NBA, bro, you elite lot like Kenny Smith said it best on on open court episode one day. He he said Hakeem told him once one day he was like Kenny, I just really have to go to work like probably f- five times a year. Um, Zoe, Shaq, um, Alonzo, Shaq, Pat, and David. Like, you got to face somebody because at the end of the day, like 26, 27, and 13, that's going to be an easy average. But it's like the only time I really got to come to work is literally five times. Yeah. <laughs> I probably maybe five times, like 12 times a year. Like, you got to face a guard every every night. <laughs> every single night. Yeah. Every single night. And they, and they coming out, man. So I just like, you know, the guards, that's why, I want, that's why I'm hesitant on guards coming in the league now because it's like, People like, oh well, this guard will come in, he can be an all-star. And I'm like, No, you can't. Where? Where is it at? Exactly. That's why I just say you see how long it took um Devin Booker to be all-star. Bradley Bill. Bradley Bill. Like Fox still gotta get in. Fox. No, no, no. no. Remember, there was years that Dame was getting snubbed. Yeah, Kobe was still in the league. Like the fans are voting for Kobe. I'm glad you brought that up because like I feel like every player's start to stardom is getting snubbed once or twice from the All-Star game. It happened to Bill. It happened to Dane. Like the only guy that's getting respect to me as a guard early is Luca. It's Luca, yeah. That's it. Even Trey, Trey had Trey just got it about two weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> just with this playoff run, you know, because like we just talked about a couple episodes, you yeah, know. Because, people, yeah, because Trey because Trey was in an all-star game this year. Yep, he was like him, D Book, and D Mitch. For those, well, no, well, not even 
Trey, more so not Trey, but D Book and D Mitch. I'm sorry for them two not to even make All NBA. I said, bro, hell no. <laughs> I, I said that, that that's a snub in itself. Yeah. Like you costing guys money. <laughs> yeah, and it's like. You put three or four guys in the all-star game from the number one seed in Utah, but none of them – Donovan Mitchell, the best player, don't make an all-NBA team. It's mm-hmm. just ridiculous. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's the one that I – I, I, I scratch my head at. Um, sure, let's, go, let's go super early prediction. Um, who do you see in the finals next year? Let's go who you see in the finals next year. Yeah, health, health, everybody healthy because obviously we – had health this year be a um, kind of a factor somewhat. So everybody healthy. Who you who you looking at in the finals? I'm looking at Brooklyn Eastern Conference. I, I believe they will be back fully healthy. I think they'll be in the champion. I think they'll be in the championship. And I've told people right now, James Harden will go down as the the greatest third option in NBA history. That's what I said. I think James Harden will go down as the greatest third option in NBA history. Um, in the West. I really think before, before LeBron, you say that, before you say the West, I see, I saw, um, I saw a report that Lonzo Ball to the Clippers. Would that change your mind in any way if Lonzo was with Paul George and Kawhi Leonard? No, because I'm starting to believe year after year, and I love my boy Paul George. I don't know if he's the number two. Do you um, not know if he's the number two or if he's a true number two? A true number two. Okay. That's the thing. But um, I would say this. The Lakers and the return of the Warriors. That's what I would say. Because I think Klay Thompson and the Warriors, and then I think the Golden State is going to have – I think it's going to be like revenge tour like Drake. Like I think is revenge to her, like Drake, like or 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 is a Jay Z allow you to reintroduce myself? But I think the Warriors on that type of stuff. Yeah, I, th- I think <laughs> I think play ready to prove that too. Um, what I ask you with that is, do they make a move for somebody? And if they do, I think you do. Honestly, they, what's the inevitable? Is Kelly Kelly or and Drew got to go? Kelly or Wiggins got to go? So yeah, who, who, so who, I, I can't lie. This is what I said. If I'm Steph. If I'm Draymond, if I'm Clay, I'm picking up the phone. And I know it's a, and I really think it could happen. I'm picking up the phone and I'm calling Kawhi. Let's go. I don't say it that. I said, let's go. Let's go. Because if they do, world champions. That's all I'm going to say. If they get Kawhi Leonard, world fucking, I'm sorry, world champions. You think that they could? You think they could be um, the Nets if they get Kawhi Leonard? Like I said, world champs. And the only reason why I say that is like this, because it's going to be depending on Clay Thompson. But I would say this: you have the guy that can guard Kevin Durant. You have the guy that can guard James Harden. You got you got the guy that can score with Kyrie Irving. Draymond Green is still championship pedigree. I will choose Golden State. And then James Wiseman, he's he's a younger actor. to believe in him, though. I don't like the way Kerr did him this year. I think, I, think, I think they had a plan. I think they know their team wasn't fully healthy. I think James Wiseman is really a part of the revenge tour. I think he's a part of the revenge tour. Like, I, I, I don't think it was not the belief. 
I just think is, don't worry. Okay, you guys can get all this now. Revenge tour next year. So I think it starts next year for real. Like I think Clay is coming out. Steph is coming out. Like honestly, next year I'm probably gonna make my my prediction. And if I say this on this show, I want you. To, I'm gonna repeat it. You can clip this one on the ground. Steph Curry is the league MVP next year. 2022 league MVP. League MVP. Steph Curry is the league MVP next year, bro. He's the league MVP. He's the league MVP. He, honestly, I really think he should have won it this year. But I'm not gonna take anything from Joke. Best best center in the NBA. I'm not gonna take it. Yeah, and, and yeah, I'm I'm glad Joe got it. Yeah, but I will say I was more impressed with this season from Steph than the unanimous MVP season wow. because of the circumstances. See, see, that's the problem with the circuit. I, 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 the circumstances and and the month. I think it was April. The April that he had. I mean, he was a he was historic and. Everybody knocked him and always said he had his running mate. Oh, that was always the thing with him and Clay is they always tied each other. No, but, but I would say this, like the unanimous one, there were 73 and nine. Can you definitively say there was anybody better than Steph Curry that you? Like if you voted for somebody else for MVP, you were smoking. So that's the only thing I, I, I like. Like, like that's, what, that's what I really, really say. Like, who could you vote for? Like, can you say like somebody had a better year than him? Because I, I think he led the league in scoring that year too. Yeah, I, I believe. Like, like, like that first MVP, that was just kind of forced on us because it was like, okay, you had the best record in the league, but your numbers, were you really the MVP? We don't know if you were really the MVP, but that second MVP was just like, yeah, bro, you were the MVP. Yeah. You were like, you like the first you, one, people argued it should have went to hard. People argued it should have went to hard. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's when yeah, they hard. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. I mean, when you look at it from the unanimous side, it was nobody you could say that definitely could have won it. But I'm just saying, every all things considered, like, I mean, he showed that he could have a unanimous MVP type of season without his running mate, and um, that that was impressive to me. Um, I thought he needed Clay a little more. I mean, I know he can get but, his shit. But, but, but I know you say that, but I would say this. Um, I think low-key, I knew he could do it because – he actually had a good series in the finals against the Raptors when KD and Clay didn't play, but he just broke his hand the next year. So he couldn't really prove that. Yeah. So I just think that year in 2019, that actually showed me a lot. Like he came up big in the finals, even though he didn't have his running mate, but he was putting on performances. It's just that the next year he broke his hand. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, yeah. Play I agree. I would just say that you know that's just that's more of a smaller sample size. But he okay. did. He was show. He was showing it. But um, I just feel like you know with that unanimous MVP season, um, it was impressive, especially because the first MVP people didn't feel like he he should have won it. But you know, I, I like how he played last year. Um, I really, I really thought but, that. But I will say this: that was probably his best year. It probably was his best. This past year was probably his best year. But the MVP, the United MVP, still deserves it. But yeah, like, it was yeah, and that's just where, like, it's that all things considered type of thing mm-hmm. because they went seventy three and nine. Um, Lord knows if they would have capped off with a championship, um, that would have been the greatest. Then that would have been the greatest season ever by a player, probably. Period. I think I tell everybody that year, if he wins that championship, he takes the mantle from LeBron. I think that I, I personally think so. If if, if he wins the championship that year, he took the mantle from LeBron. He, he like he he was the best player. Mm-hmm. But I bet I've noticed that that is more of a 
it like people people don't let go. Like people, if if they want to hold on to LeBron, they'll talk about how it was every reason why Steph had the advantage, even though he did everything he did through the year. Would I say so? Probably that would have been the second championship in a row. Um, so I mean, yeah, I could see the I could see the tables turning, but will yeah, the world he was the, to me, he's the closest guy who ever got the mantle to LeBron. Like, even though oh, KD, no, no, KD, KD, bro, I can't lie, KD right now is the best, player, the best player in the league. You know what? Uh, it's funny because it's just funny because I believe that too. But I still just think it's LeBron's league. That's the thing. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I think that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. And I believe that because one, because it's been LeBron's league so long. But KD always shies away from being the face and in, in the media. Okay. He just wants to put his head down and play basketball. Mm-hmm. And like LeBron is open to always being in front of social justice and being in front of the league and being okay, in front okay, of okay. The face. He's okay with being the face. KD. KD could be the face, but it's not in most his most interest, you know. Yeah. That you know, people people lean towards LeBron in that way. Space Jam, you know, all this stuff. He changed the number back to six. Um, that's more of a Nike thing to me. I don't really think he cares to change his number yeah. back. It's been back and forth like two or three, well, two times each jersey, basically. So, you know, there's that with that. But um do you think it was a Nike thing or do you think it was a Kobe thing? I think it was a Nike thing because okay. when he first came, they were they were talking about doing it, and then they pushed the movie back. So I feel like once like it's more about the movie, and um, you know, they're making that transition. Um, what 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 you mean by the what you mean by the um Kobe thing? Twenty four to eight, twenty three six. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it could, you know, it could be both. You know, that's the thing. You never know. We never know with LeBron. It could be a little bit of both of those. So I'm not. I'm not too sure, but um, we're saying that while we're on that topic, who's which one's the better bro than you, or if they were the same, six to twenty-three. So I've always believed like the greatest LeBron season was when he was in Miami. I've always said like everybody talks about that forty-eight in Detroit. I talk about that forty-five in Boston. Like I watched that. Like I think that he loses that game. Like. His legacy is shot. He um he did he did in the water, but that's the greatest LeBron performance I've ever seen. Like to, like with my own eyes. Like I think his forty five in Boston was the was the was the epitome of who he is today. <laughs> like even though I know Game Seven against Golden State, good performance. The fifty one in Game One against Golden State. You know the twenty nine. It, it, it took that forty five for him to get to that point. Yeah. That, to me, that is, I call, I still, I don't know if everybody calls that, but I still call it the Boston Massacre. Like, to me, that was, that was LeBron's greatest game because he needed that game. Like, they were about to lose. Like, like I, I think D-Wade get traded. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 yeah that, that's when D-Wade was in and out the lineup a lot. Yeah, he was on his last leg. So, 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 so when I look at, you know, I think number six in Miami, was the greatest LeBron, but it's just funny because LeBron has gotten better since then, but that's the best version of LeBron. But I think the reason why I say that because he was so keyed in offensively and defensively in Miami, like for real. Yeah, on both ends, on both ends. It was all, like he has it all put together now, but then it was at a climax. It was like- Yeah, yeah. because I think then it was just more like now, 
you can see with the Lakers and probably Cleveland, he was playing defense with his mind. But in Miami, he was actually playing physically and able to do it mentally. So, like, I think more is just more like LeBron at this point, like, oh, I know where he's going so I can beat him to the spot. But LeBron in Miami, it was reactant. It was it was mental. It was physical. Like, he should have won defensive player of the year over Marcus Hall. Like, they should have been. Like, he got robbed of that. Like, that year he should have won defensive player of the year. Yeah, that, that, that was totally ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I, I heard him. I'm not going to quote what he said, but he was saying something about, um, you know, how Marcus Hall had won that defensive player of the year. But – yeah, I don't like the way they do awards either. That's a whole nother story, though, man. The way they – it's so narrative-driven and things of that nature. It's just uh, like – See, 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 so, so the MVP, I've never believed they got it wrong until Steve Nash's second one. Yeah, when Kobe. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, Kobe deserved it. But he and he's my guy, and I think he had a historic year. I would say Kobe in my heart, but in my head, I really voted for Chauncey Billups because that's the year they just were winning a lot of games. Is that the and year like, they had the starting five in there? Yeah, the starting four. Starting, four. Okay. I, I really believe like Chauncey Billups was, was hooping that year because I remember him going on quite frankly and the fans cheering MVP, MVP. And he was just like, Stephen A asked him, so do you think you're consider, considerate of the MVP? And this is what he said, see, he's, this, his answer was basically like, see, I thought the MVP meant being the best player in the league. And he said, I thought that was Kobe. But when Steve Nash won it last, last year, it kind of changed the narrative. So I think I'm deserving. That yeah. year, Detroit was crazy. So I really thought Chauncey Billups should have won the league MVP. I really think so. But in my heart, Kobe was the best player that year. Like, don't get me wrong, best player that year. Like, he was. So, but, like, I just feel like Steve Nash got up. That's the only narrative MVP I'm really going to say because they said Steve Nash got it because Amari Stoudemire was injured that year. Joe Johnson went to Atlanta. Quentin Richardson went to New York. So they said they gave him the MVP because he had the same running mates. But I'm just like, oh, well, like, so like, yeah. that's the only reason why you want to leave. That, that's the only narrative MVP that I've ever heard. Like, out of yeah. all the years, that was the only narrative MVP. Yeah, and it was a couple years in between there where people were just mad because Harden didn't win like three years in a row. Now, I believe Steph's first one, he should have won the MVP when Steph won his first MVP. But after that, I mean, everybody was putting up comparable numbers to James and had their team in real winning positions. And the 0-2 MVP. I always say Jason Kidd should have won it because there's no way in hell the Nets go from worst to first and he's not the league MVP. I, I Tim Duncan, I don't that year? Tim Duncan no. won it. And I believe, like, he wasn't even the best record in the West. Sacramento was the best record in the West. So it was just more like Pedro and Weber. Yeah, yeah. So so Sacramento was the best team in the West. But Jason Kidd, like I tell everybody, like they literally did a straight up trade for Jason Kidd for Stephon Marbury with the same exact team. And they went to the finals as the number one team in the Eastern Conference finals. The number one team in the Eastern Conference. He deserved the league MVP. Like, like he they literally went from worst to first with the same exact team. Kerry Kittles, Keith Van Horn, Kenya Morton. Same exact team, and they went to the finals. 
So mm-hmm. like that, that's the definition of, oh, he really got the team better. Like, yeah. Yeah. Trey one for one. That was it. Yeah, he turned it. So um, before I get out here, I want to ask you, um, since you said that, what do you feel about that Chris Paul narrative that, like, every team he go to, he changed the team, he changed the So, team. so, so, yes, thank you, thank you, because I did, I, I, we could be here for days, but I'm, 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 I'm going to try to sum it up. See, in, and this is where I go, this is where I go back to, if this is KD or Braun or Steph, like the thing that I get tired of is people judging him in the regular season. Like, oh, he makes the team better. So I've always believed as a leader, you got to eventually lead your team to something. And he hasn't led his team to nothing. And, you know, a lot of people argue, argue with me about that. They're just like, well, he's respected. Well, you see, he like, it's different when Kobe rubs you the wrong way. Then Chris, because Chris Paul rubbed the wrong way, because it's like Chris Paul, you don't know what it takes to get there. Like just a month ago, this is your second time in 16 years getting to the Western Conference Finals. So, like, what are you going to tell me that elevated you to get there? Like, you haven't done that. Like, Kobe can talk to you crazy because he knows what it takes. So, the problem that I have with people with Chris Paul is just more like, I feel like you guys crown him as one of the one of the greatest and one of the greatest leaders and he has nothing to show for it that's always been my problem with it like how is he a top five point guard already when you got guys like steve nash who's won two mvps jay kidd who got a championship and went to the finals as the best player and then you got john stockton a guy who got the all-time leading steals and assist record? And the Chris Paul doesn't have no MVP to show for it, no all, no MVPs, no chips to show for it, nothing behind his name, but he's auto and no records to show for it, but he's automatically yeah. top five. Exactly, and, and like thought, and if I threw him in the top, my top five, he would have to win the MVP, which I think Devin Booker just kicked himself out that sweepstakes. Exactly. So, 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 and my. Yeah, and my thing is just like it's like you said, like how are they gonna put him over Isaiah Thomas and I, what Isaiah Thomas went through and in, in, in all the runs he had to go through, the teams he had to go through. So, I don't wish on him not to win, but I told people this. I already know if he wins the championship, I really believe like Chris Paul might be a top 55 player, 60 player in the league, like all time. I really think if he wins this championship, this might elevate him 25 spots because that's how much – and that's the thing that is going to piss me off because it's just more like – But see, I, I agree with you, but guess <laughs> what? It's the same for Giannis. It's the exact same for Giannis. Oh, in, in the all-time? In the all-time discussion? Not all-time, but definitely right now. Yeah, no, 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 but no. But, but, right it, but to me, it, he, it makes sense. Like – Two-time MVP, defensive player of the year. Like, what else do you have to accomplish but win a title? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I could say that he he should rightfully be throttled into the top five. Definitely. Exactly. I don't like that defensive player of the year because he's a rim protector and he's not a defender, bro. And I think that gets lost in the game so much. So, 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 and the other reason why, like I said, I gotta put Giannis in the in, in five because, like. You led your team, even though necessarily you didn't play in games to what four and five in the Eastern Conference Finals. But like, if you led your team as the best player to the championship, 
and you're a former league MVP, like you literally freshly off the league MVP, and like you like you're automatically top five. Like, let's just say this right now. We both know if Kawhi Leonard doesn't have two championships behind his name, he's not a top five player. Yeah. Yeah. So so it's just more like, why not give it to the guy that almost accomplished just as much as him and got the MVPs behind his name? And and is and and, and and he Giannis impacts winning at the same time. Like, like at the end of the day, like the narrative is different for him and Chris Paul. If he loses this, like, like I said, Giannis is one. The, the most pressure to win this title is Giannis and Chris Paul. But I think Giannis is one because he's the best player. Yeah. Chris Paul just got to win it because everybody he beat. <laughs> exactly. And but like, I think Giannis is one. Like, if he doesn't win this championship, it's just like, damn. Like The thing for both of them, and I was talking about this uh, with some, uh, on, a, on the other episode, just that this is both teams' best chance to win. Yeah, yeah. Devin yeah. look this Definitely. in the face. Because the West going to get muddier. Exactly. Healthy. And and they just yeah these these teams are good but they're not they're not teams that are, you're gonna see back there um you know I didn't think Denver would make it to the second round but if you got Denver with Jamal Murray uh, who knows what could happen if you got Paul George with the Clippers I believe the Clippers take that series but I just you know I just think that these both these teams chance but like you put Chris Paul second and I agree because of what you said earlier, like people always let him slide. People always give him that slack, you know, people on Giannis ass, like put if Giannis 16 years only a Western conference final, never been to the finals with his style of play. That's another reason I feel like Chris Paul gets a lot of credit is because people are, you know, he is that maestro. He's the last of a dying breed, but that doesn't mean, that doesn't mean when the resume is the resume, it is what it is. So I tell people this all the time. With Chris Paul, for me, personally, just like, I don't think that he really gets his team better like everybody says, like the win show. But I give a pure example. For me, you don't make nobody better by throwing the alley. I'm sorry. DeAndre still can do a post Thank move. you, bro. Thank DeAndre you. Luke is the same way. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. The, the assist. Exactly. The and, 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 and this is what I always said, too. This is my definitive example, my last example with the Chris Paul thing. People have to realize, I don't know if it was 13 or 14, Blake Griffin finished third in league MVP. And everybody said it's because of Chris Paul. I said, no, there was a stretch that Chris Paul didn't play. And he averaged almost like 28 and 15. And that's why he was third in league MVP. His numbers actually took a big, big hit when Chris Paul was there. Like even when Chris Paul left, and he was still with the Clippers. His numbers started to go up. And even in Detroit, there was a year that he averaged like 27. So it's just more like, he to me, that whole, oh, he got the Clippers. Blake was an 18-point guy when Chris Paul was there. <laughs> that's yeah. it. So that's why I said I never really believed that narrative. Like when Blake finished third in league MVP, is because there was a stretch that Chris Paul did not play. Like he didn't play, and Blake was out there looking like Blake Griffin from his rookie year when he was this – Literally getting his numbers like he was averaging almost like 26, 27, 12, and five assists. Yeah. And uh, another thing about Chris Paul, I can argue that this is not his most talented team. I can argue that that team with you got old Jared, not old Jared Dudley, but more prime Jared Dudley. But I'm not saying that was the best player, but we're going to go through the list. So you got DeAndre Jordan. You got Eric Bledsoe, you got Blake Griffin, you got Matt Barnes, you got Jamal Crawford, you got Chris Paul, J.J. Reddick, 
Like, like I said, like, like a lot, a lot of people don't realize, like, with the Clippers, he blew that playoff series with OKC. OKC, Russell they, got they, on his head. Exactly, they, they, they should have beat him. And the other thing I tell people, with the San Antonio Spurs series in not 15. That lucky ass floater. No, 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 no. In 08. Oh, this yeah. is the problem that I have with people because everybody said, hey, easy. I don't understand why you blame Chris Paul for that series. He was too young. I said, let me tell you guys something. You guys say he was too young, but let me say something. He was good enough to, to beat him three times. Three times, and game seven was in New Orleans. But all of a sudden, when you lose that seventh game in New Orleans, he a young guy. That's the problem that I have. And then all, yeah, of, a sudden, yeah, I agree. And then all of a sudden, with the playoff series with the Clippers, you're blaming Blake and DeAndre every year. Obviously, with Houston, we know we blaming James Harden. Like it's just like Chris Paul gets those like this. Everybody thinks that I look at the 2018 series when the Rockets are up three two and he gets and he got hurt. I don't look at that series. I look at the next year series, 2019, when Steph Curry walked in here, walked into Houston and and gave him 33 in the second half, and there was no KD. That's the series that I look at. Like you, oh Chris Paul, you're not getting no blame. And they were up double digits in the last two games of the series at halftime. Exactly. I said KD, did. there was no KD. So everybody else was like, man, 18, 18, Chris Paul, we would have won. I said, I don't care about that series. I look at the, the next year. What happened when you guys were talking? Run it back. Run it back. Steph Curry didn't I, – I believe he had zero points at halftime. Yes. He had zero points. And then 33 in game six in Houston. In Houston. In Houston. But James Harden's going to walk away with all the blame. Oh, Chris Paul, he's not the same no more, you know. Just put it on. Just but that's on. the same Chris Paul they say him now is a closer when he had those games up double digits against the, one of the best teams in the world at the time. So that's the thing that I just don't get with it. I'm just like, bro, I'm, it's Chris Paul thing. like, And then all of a sudden, OKC, we already know if he lost. Oh, they were a young team anyway. They weren't supposed to be here. But everybody wants to argue. See how he just gets the team better? I said, eventually, are you – do you guys want him to get better in the regular season? Or he, he can win in these meaningless games in, in November through March. I want to see what he's going to do in April. Like I always used to say, my, my, my running joke was, Chris Paul's season ends during Cinco de Mayo. I, that was my running joke every time. I said, oh, yeah, man, Cinco de Mayo, we know Chris is, is done around that time. <laughs> No, for sure. I mean, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't blame you. You know, this is, the, I mean, like you said, two Western Conference finals, 16 years. I mean, a lot of other, like you said, the KDs, the LeBrons, they can grill for that. Grilled. They, they, sometimes grill for that grilled. They, they sometimes get grilled for being like number four or five in the, in their conference. <laughs> yeah. And LeBron yeah. be. In, With less of their team. Yeah, exactly. And then LeBron be having the, them sorry ass Cavs teams. They still be grilling them. You know, I don't, you know, I'm not the biggest LeBron fan, but like, he had some, some some terrible Cavs team that's not supposed to be there. Yeah, I was yeah, I was thinking about that first Cavs run. I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> no, I'm thinking about I'm thinking about the last one when J.R. Smith blundered. I was like, Jesus. Like they weren't supposed to win game seven in Boston. Like, like you even though Kyrie yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like LeBron wheeled them through that through that too, because Tatum almost made a finals his rookie year. Exactly. Tatum was Tatum was two positions away from a finals his rookie year, man. Exactly. That was yeah, they didn't have nothing. They walked into that finals on their last leg. Exactly. They walked into that finals. It almost won game one. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but see, like that that's how momentum go. Like they knew both teams knew. Like once they lost that, the Cavs gave that up. Like 
they they were shot. They they mentally couldn't recover from that, man. But uh, before we get out of here, bro, um, I want to hand it over to you. Let us know what's coming over for um, you know, the Easy Corner in the future and what you okay, got coming over. So, so the Easy Corner, um, you know, I'm just trying to spice up a little a, a little guest. Obviously, Brandon, you know, I'm gonna have to get you on there, but before it's all said and done. So you know, this is the first time I've actually been in my studio for a while. So I've really been out here filming and editing my my basketball video. So what's going on next is. Under Armour circuit stop um, with the Houston Defenders, you know they played their their um, second circuit stop before the UA Finals in Indianapolis next week. So I'll be there covering that and covering all those other great players that's on the on the Under Armour circuit. Um, then after that, I'll head to the book Bigfoot Hoops to um, to cover more teams, um, a plethora of, uh, of teams in Las Vegas. I'll finish off the month in um, Dallas and uh, for prep hoops, the grind session for prep hoops. In, in, in Dallas, and then all of a sudden, August, you know, it's football county in football county for high school. So I'm looking to um, venture off and try to find the top high schools, top high schools for football. You know, Marshall's around the corner from my house. They they've been they've been consistent for almost the last three years of making deep playoff runs in the 5A region. You know, North Shore is not no slouch over here. What they're doing, KD's still the reigning defending 6A Division two champ. So I like to get to sit down with them and. And coach Joseph and see what they do. So, you know, to me, it's just easy corner, just really trying to take off and um, build the brand that it is, you know, just interviewing and also doing film. Um, I'm trying to do a lot more feature stories, trying to feature players and tell their stories out there from the unknowns to the highly ranked guys, you know. So that's what I'm really just trying to turn easy corner to, to a whole, a whole media production. And, um, you know, a lot of people are actually trying to sit here right now try to pay me to control that kind of social media and try to make sure, you know, like the kids are getting the proper, proper etiquette on how to answer these questions and how to clean it up. So I'm starting to consult for a lot of kids. People are trying to get me to, you know, mentor and take them under my wing, you know, as a media guy, because at the end of the day, like as much as I'm a media guy, I'm a guy that loves relationships. I'm a guy that wants to build relationships and I want to see everybody do well, including your show and what you're doing here. I can't say what you do here is it was really, really fun. It was really entertaining, but it was real knowledgeable. Like at the end of the day, when I see guys like you that have the same drive and the same passion and the same for, for the sport and you want to make it better, but you're also listening to the crowds and you're feeding and catering to the audience. I, re I respect the podcast like yours. So like, honestly, um, all I can do is, man, just keep getting up, praying to God and, you know, just keep moving forward and making sure that Easy Corner is the best platform for young athletes and current athletes and guys like yourself to, 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 to speak on. Because at the end of the day, like, I'm nothing without the people. Without with easy corning is nothing without the people. At the end of the day, I felt like I've been I've been a nice guy. I've been a guy that 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 has been respectable in this industry, and I and I see what you're doing, and you know you, you're making it a lot better. And the one thing about it is that you know nowadays, you know, in the, back in the day, it was all about competing. But I think now everybody want to see everybody eat. And I think that's the biggest thing for us to just come together and do something like this. Like you, I, I know for a fact that you're going to be on my show. Like, so don't even worry about it. like, just give me some time because I really, really, really focus, focus on it. Like I need to, it's like the last thing I did was post game interview. So I really haven't really talked to anybody, but you're one of the guests that I want to bring up just for your knowledge of the game. And just, just to talk to different people. Like I just said, like we hit on it earlier, like, how can we impact the game or not even the game? How can we impact sports with our voice? 
just giving our opinions, but think about it is our opinions. Can you have knowledge about it? Like we just had a whole Chris Paul. This is like the best Chris Paul conversation I've had because I'm hitting my points. And you're like, oh, I see it. Even if you disagreed with me, you're like, okay, this is the reason why he feels like that because I'm hitting points. Like people don't know. Like I study this shit. Like when I go home, like watch old videos. That's why when like I get into argue with my friends with the Chris Paul, not to bring it up again, but like when they're saying guys like John Stockton and Jason Kidd and Steve Nash are not even close to Chris Paul. I'm just like, that's just a disservice to the game. Like, that's disrespecting the greats. I was like, go back and watch the John Stockton game. Go back and watch Steve Nash game. And, and the thing that disappoints me is, these are my friends that we grew up watching these guys. Like, we grew up watching JT <laughs> and Steve Nash. Like, yeah. John Stockton more so, he was at the back yeah. of his career. Yeah. But, like, Jason Kidd and Steve Nash, these are guys that you pick in 2K, NBA Live. Like, you're picking these guys. High ratings. High, like, like, high, like. Like and it's crazy, man. It's, it's that recency bias, though. Yeah, like, that's so that's so, one thing you see a lot. Yeah, so so that's why I told you, just like that, and just like the high school, I'm just here to bridge the gap and make it fair. Like at the end of the day, I love D'Angelo, I love Sheldon, I love G Julian Lewis, but I know them bad boys and L.J. Cryer, Siberia Will, and Kendrick Davis are competitive. So I've always been the one that tried to be fair. I always tried to be fair. At the end of the day, I'm going to give them their roses, and I'm going to give them their roses. Because then I grew up with those dogs. I've seen it firsthand. But like I said, I think I'm a guy that's qualified to speak on it because I'm I've been there for the last ten years. I've literally been there for the past decade and seen it. And like these are guys that I have their I I I have I I have D'Angelo's number. I have I. I I have Aaron Harris's number. I have Sabir's number. I have LJ Choir Kenneth X number. But I can call them. But I feel like I'm qualified because I've spoken to them about it. And the one thing that I always say, if I say it on this show, everybody knows I'll say it to their face. Like, don't, like, 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 that's the one thing I would say. I like, this is not talking behind their back because I will tell them. I would tell them. And then if they want to get on the show and have a discussion about it, we can do that. Like, so this is nothing that that's the one thing I've always, that's the one thing that people will say about me. If Easy says something, he's going to stand on his limbs. He's not going to hide. He's not going to dodge. He ain't going to joke. That's what it is. And then I, that's the only thing I want you to make sure you just keep, 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 keep continuing to do what you do and be, and be truthful. That's the only thing that we can do in this podcast right. era. And they will respect you for it. Like Aaron, Aaron, Mr. Harrison has cussed me out. How could how could you do it? But at the end of the day, it's always been a respect. At the end of the day, mm -hmm. I've I've took it on the chin. I've took it on the chin. He he's the dude that says you don't know basketball. You don't know basketball. But at the end of the day, I respect him because, like I said, he's put guys, he's put kids in college. He has. So like at the end of the day, like I oh he's, he's still one of my mentors. As crazy mm -hmm. as he is, he's still one of my mentors. Great guy to be around. Still one of my mentors. But I just said I have my opinions. But like. My opinions are not far off. It's like not saying anything crazy. Like the Shaq and Tyson yeah. thing might be crazy, but I always got evidence behind it. Exactly. And that's the thing. Like it's whatever you say, no matter how crazy it is, if it's evidence behind it, then you, you're making a case. And, yeah. you know, long, like you said, long as the respect is there, the best debates can be with the disagreement. So you so you just never know. And, you know, I appreciate you you coming on, man. I think what you're doing as far as consulting with the younger kids as far as the media platform is very important because although kids can work on their game and, you know, their game can be very important, but just being able to speak in public, not only for the media, 
but the relationships you may make in the future or the shoulders you may rub, you know, when you're past the game and, you know, that those networking skills will take you so far. So that's a great thing, man. Um, you know, I'm going to go ahead once we can get the video um, suited and booted up and make sure we have your tag, your Instagram tag, your Twitter tag, man. We're going to throw it on there. Make sure y'all follow the Easy Corner and my boy Easy, man, doing great things. I can't wait to be on your part because no, 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 I got I, you. I don't know when it'll be, but your, your part will be the first part I'll probably be on, man. So I'm super excited about no, that. No, 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 no. We, no, no. We, we, we're going we're gonna to get something rolling. And the one thing I would just say is, man, like, um, I would say this just for you as a podcast guy, and a, well, not even a podcast guy, a sports guy, go out and please go support these young kids because they can play. And I, I know that, that, you know, I don't want to seem like, you know, like, the thing is, like to me, there's a lot of still bitter hoopers that are still stuck in their ways. But go out sure. and see some of these guys play. Oh, yeah. They can play the game of basketball. Like, like, like I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, because yeah. I, I can't see that bitter at all. I was kind of mad because I was about to go to the state tournament last year, right before COVID came. And that would have been a good one. Duncanville. Yeah, right around the corner from my house, bro, and, and COVID stopped everything the day of the game. I was so pissed, bro. Okay, but y'all yeah, yeah. love seeing that. I love seeing that new talent, man. Yeah, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. So, so I'm just saying, like, so, so you're based in Dallas. I'm, I'm in San Antonio. Oh, San, oh, San Antonio. Oh, okay. Right, yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. but I, I, I'm in the H for sure. Um, I do come to the H. Um, you know, speaking I can probably want to. So, so San Antonio, Wagner, um, Austin. Yeah, Justin used to be good. Justin used to be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so Wagner might be the favorites coming out because they got a kid named Austin Nunez, pretty good. Um, um, he's on. He plays. He plays with Keontae. He plays with Keontae at oh. Southern Assault. So he plays with him right now because he was playing for JL three. But now he plays for something mm-hmm. assault with Keontae George. So, like, he's one of the best players in class of 2022. So, I think I know he goes to Wagner because this summer, two weeks ago, they actually did a – they let all the schools play in Duncanville. The coaches couldn't coach. But all the schools, like, every single school almost played. Like, Elkins played, Wagner played, Duncanville United. They all came to Duncanville – yeah. Like uh, it was a big tournament. It, was, it wasn't a big tournament. It was a big showcase, and mm-hmm. all the all the high schools like damn near in the state came, and they all played. This was like two weeks ago. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah, um, yeah, but I definitely need to get out there, man. And um, you know, I'm taking that advice he told me. I need to go out there and see these kids more, you know, because there's a lot of talent evolving and the games evolving. And y'all go check them out too, man. Especially if you're in the H, um, it's a lot of tournaments going on. The H you can catch. Um, also before we head out, what's some good teams that um, you know people can check out for this summer in Houston for as AAU ball? Um, obviously the Houston Hoops 16U is one of the best mm-hmm. teams in the country. Led by Wesley Yates, like I said, um, Orlando Horton Jr., Zion Little, um, Corey Kelly, Houston Hoop 17, Amari Abrams from Summer Creek, Chris Johnson from Elkins, BB Knight from um, Katie Tompkins, um, Jalen Lowe from Marshall, I would say um, JL3, Bryce Griggs, Terrence Arsenal, Chris Marshall, um, Jordan, Jordan Williams. Um, Houston defenders, and you know, I rock with them a lot. Um, Chancellor White on the 17th, Chancellor White, Chemo Millinder is, is as tough as they come. Like, he's a guy that's built on toughness. Like, he, like he brings his hard hat every day. Um, guys like um, on the 16th, Chemo's little brother, Smurf, Smurf Millinder. I've already said I'm making a petition right now for ESPN not to have him ranked in the state in 2023. I'm going to tell you guys right now, my new hashtag is hashtag, hashtag free smurf. 
<laughs> Marcus Smurf Millender is one of the best guards in the state of Texas. He's actually one of the best t- guards in the country. 5'8", but as tough as nails like his brother. But the guy can just flat out play. Just got an offer from Oakland. Just got an offer from South Alabama. Just got an offer from Lamar. So he is coming. That's one of my favorite players, one of my favorite families in there. Um, JL3, 15s. Masterpiece son, Marcy Miller. The show that he put on on Saturday, I saw 40. I I saw 40 on Saturday. Mercy Miller, JL3, Masterpiece son, is a bona fide. You got another one? Master P got another one? Bona fide baller. Like JL3, Mercy Miller, he going to eat at the Peach Jam. Let's see. Team Fox, led by my boy Jacoby Osborne. Um, led, um, also, um, Jaden, um, Jaden Jack, no, Jaden Gambrell. That's one of the, that's one of the top teams. But before I do that, I, I, I got to take my time out and say this too, with, with basketball, I'm a firm believer, guys, please go watch the women's game. I, 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 I like, trust me, like covering girls for the past two years is some of the best basketball I've watched. I, oh, inter- I, I had a chance to interview the two best players in the state this past. No, matter of fact, I interviewed a top 10 player in the country, Rory Harmon. She's going to the University of Texas along with Kendall Hunter, her teammate. They were the two best players in the state of Texas, and they were on the same team in, in high school, Side Creek, Side Creek. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you have a chance to go watch girls basketball, I'm talking about the Side Fair Elite Girls EYBL, Side Fair Premier. They're on this circuit called ASGR. Teams like Texas Flight, led by my girl Naya Three, who's who, who attends Dulles High School, one of the best players in the state of Texas. But I'm, I'm telling you right now, this girl's basketball is something different. Like, I love boys. It's always my heart. But being around the girls' game since I got to coach for the past two mm-hmm. years, oh, yeah. it's, it's different. I just came back from Dallas. Went to the classic clubs, saw the number one player in the country play in Dallas, Jada Williams, one of the best players in the country. I saw Shaq's daughter down there. Zach Randolph's daughter was down there. That classic clubs, almost like 20, 20 courts at the Dallas Convention Center. Every Almost every college coach was there in the country. The only coach I probably didn't see was Gino, Gino Ariyama. That's probably the only coach I didn't see. But that was one of the best tournaments, boy and girl, I've been to all year. So I'm just saying, like, when you talk basketball, please show love to these girls because they can play. For sure. Yeah, for sure, man. I think, you know, that's not talked about enough, the girls' game and, you know, how even the girls' game has evolved. And, you know, for Side Creek to have – was it Side Creek you said? Yeah, Side Creek, yeah. Yeah, for them to have two of the best players in the nation, you know, it's crazy. Both McDonald's All-Americans, both Jordan Brand classes. Mm-hmm. And like if that was on the men's side in Houston, you know, the games would be sold out every time. So we just show them ladies support, man. You know, they're definitely doing their thing. And, you know, I believe that, you know, I see your videos too. And I'm just seeing the, even the clips I'm seeing, it's just more skill from even when I, when, when I was playing back maybe about seven to 10 years ago. So I believe that, you know, so when we go out there and support the young kids do, you know, that gives them, that gives them that little boost. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, sometimes they take the advice, sometimes they don't, but at the end of the day, like us being there to support does nothing but help them. 
Um, and at the end of the day, you know, we want to see all of them succeed. I feel like um, a lot of the players you just named to watch are, are going to be, you know, something to be looking for in the future. And like you said, just building those connections with them early before they blow up, you know, because when so many people in their ear, when they, when they get older, like, that shit just goes to one ear and out the other at a certain point. And, you know, sometimes the only thing you can trust is your roots and the people that you came up with. So it's good to be one of those people, kind of a staple to, you know, their foundation in, in a certain aspect. So, you know, that's, that's dope, man. And I expect great things to come from Easy Corner. I can't wait until, like I said, once again, we do our episode. And like I said, follow Easy Corner, man. Make sure y'all Click the link in the bio. We're going to wrap it up with this one. I appreciate you having having me on. Ah, I appreciate having you on, bro. You see, that's what happened when you start recording. When I start recording from your side, we had so much trouble with that earlier, man. But like I said, I appreciate you coming on, bro. And you have a good one, man. Yeah, man. I appreciate it, dog. I'm going to send it to you, man. Yes, sir. We out. All right, man.